0: Jesus Christ, that's Jason Bourne. Jack Francis prime of Iowa. Sheldon Willis, a lot of gaming commissioners. Up, captain of the thing. Me, sir? I
1: don't know who I am! You mind this?
0: I'm a Texas Ranger. I am a traveler
1: in both time and space. Impersonating <laughs> effectively anybody. I you like their are My voice is awake. It's my, Welcome, everybody, to episode 20. Kind of. It's twenty. the twentieth movie. Episode twenty. Episode twenty of Sine Waves, the show all about the peaks and valleys of Matt Damon's career and Hollywood in general. I'm your host, Hannah, here as always with my friend Sean. Hello. We are guestless this week, but that does yes. not mean that we are not excited to be here to talk about 2001 first Kabbalab collaboration between Steven Soderbergh and Matt Damon. It's of course Ocean's Eleven. Fuck yeah. We both really liked this movie, which is going to come across really weird on this record because we're both very fucking tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is.
0: We are recording on a Friday evening. At have the we moment. never
1: recorded on a Friday? We
0: we might have, but it wasn't when we were both working during the day. Yeah. Yeah, we've both had long days at work. It's
1: been a long week, Ireland. It's been a long
0: week, yeah. Ireland's
1: currently in its, like...
0: In its monsoon era.
1: <laughs> Ireland, so, like, Ireland's weird country as, like, weather. Because we don't get really get seasons. But, like, the autumn is remarkably wet, always. Yeah. Like, it, it always is. So we will, we always have this... You we'll always get, like, a week every about six weeks during this kind of time of year where it just rains. ...for a week straight... Yeah. ...and it's like... ...constantly really dark... ...like it never really gets sunny... ...but we're having... ...the first official... ...like week of that... ...I would say...
0: ...of this year... ...so we're
1: both just like... ...oh the seasonal depression... ...is so strong... ...hell yeah... ...but this movie... ...didn't depress us... Yeah,
0: ...it's lifted our spirits baby... ...we're
1: talking about seasonal One's... Uh, ...Ocean's Eleven... Our first post nine eleven movie.
0: Yeah. Having having Jay and Salem, I was so happy when I found out that that was our last pre 11 movie. That was that was so funny to me.
1: So if you haven't listened to Sign before, what we do here is each week we get together and we watch a Matt Damon movie, regardless of how small or small or I was to say small or minor, major or minor role <laughs> he has. And we you know, we do a little media section about like other media we've consumed and then we talk about the movie and then we, you know, do other goofs that we've done over the course of the show. It's a formula, you see.
0: Yeah. The thing is, the formula's gotten a little bit fucked up over the last couple, last, last week or so, I would say, because not to, not to you know, get behind the curtain or whatever, there's a there's a bit of a gap between the recording of uh, All the Pretty Horses and Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah. Sean got
1: sick, and we had a guest. It just and like our lives picked up again. We got busy, yeah. And then our lives are about to get even busier because we're getting into that like weird November period when you you just your social lives start to kick off at the weekends, especially. Yeah. So we're going to record an episode tomorrow.
0: Yes. Uh, so you're hearing that
1: a week from now, but for us, that is in 14 hours. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, but that also means that because we didn't have a media section on Jay and Sal and Bob because we were talking to our wonderful guest Matthew.
1: Uh, thank you again to Matthew thank, thank you
0: Matthew Sorry for fucking up the audio on that first upload But it's good now, it's fine Yeah, we've got a lot of shit to talk about We have so. a lot of
1: media to talk about Let's introduce the cast of the movie first Yes. Give our, our brief overview And then get into your cummy books mm. This movie of course stars George Clooney oh. 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 We're going to talk about George a little bit on the um, When we get to the main body of it I think We're
0: going to talk about George I want to talk about Brad a little bit
1: we're both just smiling at each other. <laughs> um, Andy Garcia playing the world's best. I, I, he's so Sicilian in this movie. I don't know if Andy Garcia is Sicilian.
0: Which one was Andy Garcia? Oh no, he's
1: Cuban. Wow. Arnis Garcia was the bad guy.
0: Oh, the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: he's also in Mamma Mia uh-huh. uh, and Passengers. God, Passengers is a film someday we'll have to watch and I do not look <laughs> oh, forward to yeah, it. Oh
0: yeah, we will. Don't worry about why we'll have to watch it.
1: <sighs> we we'll also need to talk about the, re- the return of the Queen herself. Oh Julie, Julia! I'm
0: so happy to I'm, see her again. It's I'm been so, so long. so long. It's been like yeah. five
1: months for us. Yeah. Casey's here as always. Casey, Casey really hangs around Matt like a fart.
0: He was good in this.
1: He was good in this. Yeah. Scott Klan, Elliot Go- Goose, who's Reuben, your favourite guy. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, my favorite guy. Uh, uh, I'm very surprised to see Don Cheadle in this. I did not realise he was in this at all.
1: Playing a copy.
0: The worst English accent I've ever heard. <laughs>
1: I have a funny thing to tell you about the Later Oceans movie when we get to this.
0: Does it turn out that the accent is fake? No. No?
1: Uh, I'll tell you this now because I think it's funny. Sure. He did it and he was like, I knew it was super terrible. Yeah? He wanted to drop it for the next two and they wouldn't let him.
0: Oh my (laughs) god. Hell yeah. Yeah, there's a couple of cameos in here as well. One of which made me very happy. We'll talk about that when we get to it.
1: Which cameo?
0: We'll talk about it when we get to it.
1: Oh, I'm so scared now. I'm looking through the like the cast and there's no one that's like jumping out to me but mm-hmm. I'm stupid. There's someone
0: that jumped out to me.
1: Viola Davis is in it.
0: What? Was yeah,
1: she? she's on the patrol board oh is For, it Topher? yeah it's uh, tofer <laughs> i was so i can't wait to talk about Topher. i yeah. was so happy i was like foreman yeah but before we get to that we have to do our little media section oh yeah. we're, we're warmed up sean before the episode we're like jesus both of us are so like unwarmed yeah we're not going to be very sensible all this episode not but we're, we're we're
0: back we're not going to be sensible still uh no, but, but we're, we're back in business
1: we're so back
0: yeah <laughs> it's over
1: <laughs> <laughs> but you know who's also back Huh? The
0: X-Men. You know who's back?
1: Magneto?
0: Apocalypse.
1: He was back last time.
0: (laughs) That one was a fake one, it turns out. Oh my fucking god. But then the real one also came back. So yeah, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be splitting this... This week's... This week's... Like all the media shit that we're going to be talking about, we're going to be splitting between today and tomorrow, so... If there's anything you're excited for us to talk about that we didn't touch on here, you'll hear about it next week. Um,
1: the time dilation is already confusing me. For you <laughs> it makes sense, but for me I'm like... It's the
0: temporal pincer movement.
1: Temporal pincer <laughs> movement. <laughs>
0: uh, so three three comments I'm going to talk about in this episode are uh, Immortal X-Men, number 16. Uh, X-Men Red, number 16. And... Uh, a comic that I am on record on this podcast saying I wasn't going to buy and then I bought and I loved what um, comic was it? <laughs> it was Gods Number One by Jonathan Hickman uh Valerio Oshiti and Marte Gracia
1: oh so um, you were going to pre-order it
0: yeah I said I think I also said I wasn't going to buy it but
1: it's Hickman of course you are going to buy
0: I it I got a bunch of overtime hours and I got paid so I went and I was like oh, I'll give it a shot it fucking rock. of course it's Hickman it's great um it's
1: your favourite guy after Spy
0: yeah uh
1: but that's Doctor Strange tell me about it when you no, get to that
0: I'll tell you about it when we get to that uh, Immortal X-Men number 16 we know where fucking um, Exodus and his little group of, of mutants lost in the desert are now Mars? no they're in the white hot room
1: that's room I enter <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: the white hot room which is a pocket dimension outside of reality from which the phoenix was born, and whenever the phoenix dies, it goes back there before it comes back.
1: So they're gonna. Is, wait, so that means Jean's in here?
0: Jean shows up in this issue. Oh, cool! Um, but she's she, like.
1: All twisted and shit?
0: No, she's like wandering the desert rambling, and all of the things that she's saying in it are things that she's saying in the Jean Grey series. Oh, that's cool! Which is very cool. It's a it's- level of kind of connection between this book and Gene Grey that I wasn't really expecting, because I was kind of expecting Gene Grey to just be like a fun little four issue series that's not really connected to anything. Do
1: you think it'll make the Gene Grey stuff a little bit more interesting now? Because you weren't that hyped after the last one. You liked the first one a lot, but you thought the last one wasn't great. The last
0: one was fine. The last one was alright. It is a bit more interesting because now I know that we're dealing with the weird, fucked up cosmic shit with the Phoenix, which usually Just immediately makes my eyes glaze over. But when I know it's Kieran Gillen that's going to be writing it, I'm like, oh, that's going to be spicy. Yeah, turns out that the apocalypse that showed up in Immortal X-Men the last time wasn't real. Everything that they're experiencing right now is some kind of weird psychic construct. Okay. That's designed to test the mutants and their, you know, test their strength. Which is why they chose Apocalypse, because he's all about survival of the fittest and shit. Okay, so it's um, like a
1: trial by, you know, like a, fuck, it's like a phantom that's trying to, like, trick them and stuff, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much, cool. yeah. Um, which may all be due to the machinations of Mother Righteous, who's a weird character, who's kind of becoming the main X-Men villain.
1: Okay. Not humanity? Um, I mean, it's always humanity. Them
0: also. Yeah. Yeah. She's kind of working with the, the human bad guys. She's mostly doing her own thing. Okay. It's weird. She's a clone of Mr. Sinister.
1: Oh, but female?
0: Yeah. But she's also a clone of his wife, wife who died.
1: So it's like his their child?
0: It's not very clear. Go comic books. <laughs> <laughs> comic <laughs> books. Uh, I don't have it on the table here with me because it's in my box, but uh, X-Men Red is a lot more simple. The four horsemen of Apocalypse rock up on Mars and start killing everything.
1: Yeah, and it's just a killing issue. Yep.
0: Okay. Uh, Storm goes and beats them up. It's yeah. fucking rad. She almost uses a, a fucking doomsday weapon that they uh, have her on Connie, Mars. Her huh? No. Uh, did I just make a Dragon Ball Yes, you did. I can't believe you did that. Hannah <laughs> <laughs> looks so disgusted with herself I right am.
1: now <laughs> I'm really EP if I'm making anime references yeah. I'm unlocking my 15 year old self Go back yeah. in your box
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah the four horsemen show up Storm fucks them up mm-hmm. uh, They also kind of fuck each other up Because Storm is banging one of them um, Or was banging one of them And Storm has a decision to make Where during the summer event last year Judgment Day the fucking The, the
1: Terminator appeared?
0: <laughs> I mean Kind I, of uh, The mutants got a hold of this guy Called Uranos He's Thanos' uncle, I think Oh,
1: for fuck's sake
0: The Eternals are weird, okay um, That's
1: that really bad movie with Angelina oh, Jolie
0: so terrible
1: And Harry Styles
0: Yeah, Harry Styles is in, in the end in the maybe worst
1: we, Maybe we should do a Harry Styles money series <laughs> <laughs> Christmas special yeah. uh,
0: During the whole thing the Eternals were like Hey we gotta go kill all of the mutants Because it's, it was their turn to just try and kill all the mutants And they were like we got this guy It's called Uranos And all the Eternals are like They're based on like gods and stuff But okay. also in universe the gods are kind of based off of them Except Uranos Because his whole thing is he's the god of genocide
1: I don't think you need a god of genocide
0: They've got one He's a problem yeah he's a god genocide (laughs)
1: during
0: during the whole thing they let him loose on mars for an hour and he kills like 70 percent of the population and then at the end of it he gets locked back up and the eternals when they sign their peace treaty or whatever go to storm and they're like here is a button this will let you unleash this guy on whatever you want for an hour uh, what's well, to
1: stop him from just turning around after he kills these four horsemen to be like now you mutant.
0: Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why Storm doesn't do it. Uh also an hour
1: is too long. Give him give him ten minutes.
0: You can do yeah, ten minute chunks. Yeah. yeah. That's enrichment. Um, yeah, but it's looking like it's gearing up for a showdown between him and Apocalypse. Because Apocalypse actually comes back at the end of that issue. Which I'm very really excited for.
1: And then finally God's...
0: Gods Number One by Jonathan Hickman, Valeria Shitti and Marte Garcia.
1: Good.
0: I was a little bit nervous about this.
1: What's the what's the deal with this? Because didn't it pre-sell is, terribly or something? It's
0: pre-sold terribly. I understand exactly all the reasons why. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's really good. Because Ultimate Invasion, Hickman's Last Series, was not received particularly well. We Pre- talked about, we talked about thought, it. Yeah, yeah. I talked about it a lot. I sat down and I reread it. I think that has a lot more issues than I, I saw initially. When like I, like yeah. problems, not single issues. But God's number one is really good. It's Hickman introducing a new, another weird cosmic thing in Marvel where there's like. Another one. Two opposing forces. Yeah. Which are the powers that be. And the nature of things.
1: This is to our friend Alan who I don't want to dox. I feel yeah. like I'd be all up in his shit. Uh,
0: I sent Alan a couple of panels from this and he went and bought it immediately. <laughs> um, Doctor Strange is also a big character in it who Alan loves. But it's basically the forces of magic and the forces of science. Yeah. Kind of. Fighting. But yeah, bumping against each other. The main character in it is the, the forces of science have got a, what they call a centrum. Which is, they've got a hundred dudes who represent them. Uh, Like a senate. Yeah. Forces of magic have got one guy. It's this dude.
1: Oh, don't tell me that one versus a hundred are going to fight.
0: They're not going to fight. They're working together. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, It is just Hickman writing John Constantine. There's a lot of comics that are just John Constantine, but not John Constantine. Playing um,
1: can you read?
0: I love every one of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, God's Number One is really good. Highly Why do you think it ad.
1: pre-ordered so badly? Just because the ultimate... Um, but doesn't it... You've said this before. I'm so sorry if you aren't mm. into into comics and you are waiting for Matt Damon, but you've signed up I'm
0: going to chop a bunch of this out. You think so? Yeah, some of it.
1: Yeah, but like, you're 20 episodes into this. This is what this is what, this is what the pod is. Yeah. <laughs> we can't just be a Matt Damon podcast. We yeah. <laughs> we'll lose our minds. But isn't the... Th- I, is the kind of issues with the ultimate... Invasion that, like, he took it over for the guy who got hit by the truck.
0: There are three big issues with Ultimate Invasion. Yeah. Number one is that it's not really very coherent. It requires a lot of interpretation. Okay. Which I enjoyed. I thought was cool, but I can see why it wouldn't appeal to a wider audience. Yeah. Second reason is 10 bucks an issue is too much. A tough pill to swallow for a lot of comics re- uh, readers. Gods, number one, was also 10 bucks. For the first issue.
1: But is it going to drop after the later issues?
0: I haven't checked the solicits, but I think so. I went and I did the maths on this. I can't remember exactly how many pages it is, but it is... Maybe it's 90, actually.
1: It looks bigger than a normal yeah. comic.
0: It's about three comics worth.
1: Yeah, that's it's pretty a, good yeah. then, so it's so cheaper you're, than...
0: You're functionally getting three for two, but it's... The, the idea of going into a comic shop and paying 10 euro for yeah. a single issue is... It's a
1: lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was the third reason? The
0: third reason is just, like the third reason is one that makes me sad is because it's all about new characters it's a brand new thing that isn't like tying into anything else in the Marvel universe
1: yeah and also I feel like it's it's Hickman are people getting burnt out in him a little bit or not really
0: I don't think so I'm, I'm just ultimate that. invasion definitely was rough for Hickman mm-hmm. but given how good. Given how good this is, given the reaction to Ultimate Spider Man's announcement. Yeah. Uh, oh, actually, one other thing. And my in New York Comic Con was on last weekend. Uh, they announced that Peach Momoko is going to be drawing and writing uh, Ultimate X Men. Yeah. So I'm going to be talking a lot about Ultimate X Men when that comes out because Peach Momoko is God tiered.
1: I'm so happy for you. Yeah. Then we do have to edit this section of look Uh uh-huh,
0: <laughs> We're chopping it down, bleep it out.
1: <laughs> just so you know Sean played me a rough edit of the last episode and I turned to him and went you yeah. can't play yeah. that move. you need to cut some of the beeps yeah. you need to reduce the beeps You had a 30 second beep in there at Wednesday yeah, and I did. was like Sean
0: it was I went and I timed it it was 8 seconds long
1: it felt like it felt, yeah. like it felt like it went on forever something that I spent forever doing was reading Killers of the Flower Moon*. I don't know if I've Hell talked yeah. about finishing this book yet you haven't I'm, very excited. That movie's coming out this week for us. Hell yeah. I'm not going to see it this weekend just because I'm, I'm busy.
0: I am going to see You're it You're seeing weekend. it on Sunday. <laughs> I would
1: see it on Sunday, but I have to watch so many movies between now and then that I'm just too like, no, I just need a day at home. Yeah, fair So right. I'm going to test to this. I burn, I, I, I'm like, ooh, I have a full weekend, let's do stuff. And then I'm like, oh wait, no, I'm a bag of bones, I need yeah. to sleep. So I'll go see that next weekend. So we'll talk about it soon. But having read the book... One thing I think is a bit bad with the casting of the movie mm-hmm. is in the movie Leonardo DiCaprio is in it playing like a f- you know he's fifty. Yeah, Robert De Niro is in it, I and mean, Robert De Niro is what seventy,
0: something like that. He's no. still having kids. I
1: know he's eighty.
0: He's eighty. Yeah, the
1: guy Robert De Niro is playing is fifty in the book. Sure, because he's a real dude. Okay, the guy Leonardo DiCaprio is playing is meant to be twenty eight. Nice, and I feel like having them that so much older. Kind of changes the dynamic of the characters because it's not like like Leonardo DiCaprio is a fully grown adult. Mm. Like it's twenty eight year old. It's so different, you know. Especially if it's like it's like ten years into them living in that area. Then it's like that's just one thing in my in my head. I thought was ridiculous. Sure. But you know how I was showing you Tom White, Mister Big Hat. Yeah, that's the guy that's being played by Jesse Plemons,
0: <laughs> who's
1: fifteen years younger than Leonardo DiCaprio, but was like. 15 years older than the actual... Yeah, I
0: saw a t- I saw a tweet about this that apparently Jesse Plemons' character calls Leo's character son a lot in yeah. it, despite Jesse being like 10 years younger than him. 15, 15 or something. Yeah, yeah, something
1: ridiculous. I think it's funny. Yeah. Like, it, it's just like, I know it's a movie in suspension of disbelief, but I do think it's a bit of a weird choice, mm. you know? Sure. I'm still going to see it. I'm still really excited yeah. for it. I heard the main woman who's playing Molly Burkhart. She's going to be mm. incredible
0: Yeah I've heard she's great as well
1: um, She's like the main character Of the book But she doesn't get A lot of screen time In the book is probably the way Best way to describe it So it's sure. going to be interesting To see how she Is in the movie Hell yeah But I'm excited nice. I think it's going to be good Another movie I saw That was fucking insane Was this movie on Netflix Called Fairy Play Okay And <laughs> <laughs> this movie is in insane insane I'm going to get up the cat. so the main I've, f-
0: I've finally been kicked out of my family Netflix no have because you because we're not in the same household
1: oh and Netflix has gone click yeah so the guy the, the people in this movie is uh, Phoebe Denver I don't know how to pronounce her surname who so most of these gremlins will know as Daphne from Bridgerton
0: I haven't seen Bridgerton neither have I time.
1: and in the main uh, guy is this guy called Adler uh, Adal Ecker. Ecker- how do you say this guy's surname? I can't.
0: Uh, oh, uh, Alden Ehrenreich. Alden he was in. He's
1: an Oppenheimer, but yeah, he's also the new right, Han right, Solo. Yeah, yeah. He's that he's, was it. That's that's what he's I He's young so, Han yeah. Solo. Uh, he's also in Cocaine Bear, which is funny. Nice. And uh, he has But, Sean, this is one of the craziest movies I've watched in a while. Okay. <laughs> if you are having a shit movie night with your friends. Uh huh. This is a perfect movie to watch
0: Fuck yeah so, I do I do enjoy a shit movie now. This
1: movie starts out Where it's this couple at, an, at a wedding And they're like They go into the bathroom This is the, literally The first five minutes of the movie They go into the bathroom They start making out the, Han Solo goes down On Daphne from Bridgerton Starts kissing up her body And they start making out After he's just gone down on her And they realise She's on her period
0: <laughs> You told me about this Yes Oh my god
1: <laughs> And the movie gets cr- <laughs> So she's covered in blood. Fuck yeah. When they're cleaning up the blood, the ring he was about to propose to her with falls out of his pocket. They get, they get engaged in the bathroom. Full.
0: Oh, I need to watch this. I need to watch this.
1: Um, the script of this movie is not great. I watched it with my mother and her comment was, do these people have a relationship or are they just fucking all the time? <laughs> and I was like... <laughs> Um, Damn. It's like an interest. It's one of those movies that like I think Are going for something here Which I think is very interesting Where they basically like It's this couple that work in like a hedge fund And they're together like they're engaged They're going to get married But they're on the same team So they can't tell anybody in work oh, That okay. they're together <laughs> And basically they're like Their manager gets fired And the girlfriend is like Oh you're going to get the promotion But she actually gets promoted over him Okay. And she finds out their boss wants to fire him. But she doesn't want he doesn't want to fire her. He basically like wanna make his life as shit as possible so he'll quit. So it's basically them as a couple trying to navigate this weird, like okay, new power sure. dynamic. Which is an interesting yeah, that thing, seems... But the script just gets a bit the both characters are not fleshed out enough for how interesting the idea is. Okay. So it kind of becomes a shit movie. But they just like because Mr. Han Solo, who's in, uh, I'm sitting on my hands because Sean's coming out to me, um, because Mr. Han Solo, and like he's in as well. he's a very good actor, I actually really like him as an actor.
0: Uh, he was fine in Solo, he was nowhere near the worst part of that film.
1: No, uh, what was the worst part of that film?
0: Everything else. Yeah. <laughs> the he's... script, it's just not a good film. Have
1: you seen *Hail Caesar*? That has no, George in it. He's very good in Hail Caesar. He plays a very dumb uh, actor who plays cowboys. Oh, yeah. Who's trying to switch into becoming like, um, like, I don't know, like a, a 1950s kind of leading man. Sure. But he can't say any of the lines correctly. <laughs> 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 uh, Hail Caesar is very good. It's a Cohen Brother movie. Oh, um, yeah. But yeah, it's just, it's just, it's a movie that like, I was really looking forward to it because it's like, oh, the best thriller of the year so far. And it's fine. But it's one of those, like, it's so fucking batshit. Like, every 10 minutes, I was like, (laughs) oh! It's a great... um,
0: you've seen Do Revenge, right? No, I need... Oh, Hannah, you would love Do Revenge. And that's
1: going to be the next one of my mom and me's movies. Yes,
0: absolutely, yeah. Um, Do Revenge is one of those films where, like, for fully the last half of it, every, like, 10, 15 minutes, you're like, what?
1: (laughs) It's one of those movies, like, I also love something that this podcast has taught me. I love an efficient movie. I love a movie that's a crisp, like, 100 minutes. And you're like, perfect. (laughs) It's a perfect, like, I want to watch a movie when I'm eating a pizza and drinking a bottle of wine with friends yeah. and it's perfect. What
0: movie are for- we watch tomorrow again? We're
1: watching The, the Majestic. <laughs> yeah,
0: how long is that one?
1: Two hours and 30 minutes. Yeah.
0: Let's see how efficient it is.
1: It's not efficient. Yeah. You know, I don't know. It's not a mean way to talk about art about efficiency. I feel like as we've seen so many movies that are two hours that really could be like like you cut ten the, minutes.
0: It's not even that. It's movies like are two hours long that don't use their time well. Yeah, like just kind of dick around for a lot of it.
1: Like the movie we talk, we're going to talk about in like twenty minutes. Time is two hours, but they fly.
0: Oh, that they they make good fucking use of that shit.
1: Yeah. Um. Something that we've made good use of is the time we've spent watching Sex and the City season <laughs> three.
0: <laughs> let me go. Let me go refill my glass. Um, right.
1: We finally caught back up. Sean's still ahead of me, but I'm catching up yeah. with season four. I feel like.
0: I've I've had um I've had something else take over my Sex and the City time a little bit, which I'll talk about tomorrow.
1: Oh yes, who was watching uh, Below Deck and I? In now oh, TV? that's me. Yeah, yeah. Below like, Deck's back on Now TV I Yeah, didn't I, went,
0: I went and I put on like one episode of it just to check if it was actually on it. And or, uh, yeah, it is. It'll let you watch it.
1: Perfect. I know what <laughs> I'm doing when I'm sad. Next. Fuck yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, Sex and the, the City. City. Sex and the City theme here.
1: <laughs> um Let's talk about each, How each of the three girls Are doing uh-huh. Uh
0: So how far have you gotten Have you just finished season 3
1: I'm like Three episodes into season Um Four Okay I've gotten to the episode Where Carrie The last episode I watched Is Samantha Having her bisexual Awakening Yes Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think you're a little further I'm
0: a little bit further than maybe like Three or four episodes I presume
1: that doesn't last forever.
0: No it doesn't last Of no. it's, it's Samantha just, Yeah Yeah Um
1: why is Carrie still talking to Vic?
0: There's something we need to talk about. Yeah. Which is.
1: Colin Lapland?
0: Those couple of episodes where the girls go to Hollywood.
1: They're <laughs> fucking insane. <laughs> y'all, 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 y'all. There is a Matt Damon reference. There is a
0: Matt Damon reference in it. I lost my fucking mind.
1: We. I. I don't like how he's everywhere.
0: I think there's a Ben Affleck reference no, in it. No, because there the guy well.
1: is both of their agents. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah. Vince Vaughn plays it's their Reed, agent. But- <laughs> there are so many.
1: Ma- Matthew, Matthew McConaughey Matthew
0: is in there playing himself So Sarah, uh,
1: uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar
0: yeah she's she's playing someone else right she's, she's playing, playing like
1: a, a young producer does play. It, they go to Car- they go to Hollywood after- we talked mm. about Carrie having an affair with Big which I kind of like the affair arc I think it's interesting I don't like it for Carrie but I think it's a fun spice there, for the show there's
0: things that happen in season 4 that has made me look back on the affair arc a little bit less favorably. Oh, really? Because... Um, you can
1: spoil it, because we always spoil this show.
0: Yeah, so... Uh, she gets back together with Aiden.
1: Mmm. Interesting.
0: She's basically, like...
1: Does she blame him for the affair?
0: She's really distrustful of him. Like, she's constantly, like, you're having an affair. Um, and he isn't. Yeah. Um. And so he breaks up with her again.
1: Yeah, because, like... Yeah. Uh, what I mean with the affair arc is because, like... For just how toxic the pair of them are together, it mm. makes sense they would meet again and have an affair If that Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I love it when she confronts Big's wife and she's just like, I'm sorry that I ever met you. And yeah. just lays into her for how terrible her behaviour has been.
0: Sometimes the girls just need somebody to tell them that they're shit.
1: Yeah. But yeah, Carrie's just like... she is starting to approach the... People have kind of given this criticism about before. I think we're now at the point where Carrie... Because the nature of the show, she either a has to kind of keep it big or and she doesn't really learn from her mistakes. I could see why people start to get pissed off with later season Carrie.
0: Yeah, so Carrie and um, Charlotte, yeah, have been pretty consistently getting less likable.
1: You think so over the
0: last season or so? Like Charlotte after she meets Kyle McLaughlin, uh, and Carrie since season one. Um, no, Carrie since her and Big breakup. The this first time The first time Yeah And from what I understand Of Sex and the City 2 I.e.
1: The movie?
0: Yeah the movie yeah From what I understand of it I.e. A couple of episodes Of um, The Worst, the worst Idea of All Time Apparently that trend Just continues And by the end of it We will hate all of them
1: The thing is right I, <laughs> I I think I said this at the time Is that I do think Charlotte The conflict with Charlotte And her husband being He isn't like Interested in her sexually I think it's actually it inter- gets worse. It gets worse. Yeah. yeah, I think it's an interesting like idea because mm. she's always like it is the textbook perfect thing for her. And there's like yeah. a, a lot of the episode, like there's a big chunk of season three after she gets married, just her just trying to like come to grips with it, and she doesn't want to like tell the girls, and she goes to like marriage counseling. And I think it is kind of it. it the season three ends with her and her husband like separating, and that's mm. when he kind of goes like, oh, she is like. An object, like she's not just my wife. Like I can view her as like a romantic thing or yeah. whatever, so as, a,
0: like, as like sexually. Yeah.
1: yeah, and I'm like, oh, that's yeah, that's interesting. Um, I <laughs> presume it gets worse from here. Do yeah, you think? It yeah. Um, mm-hmm. it makes uh, me worse. So I still don't. I don't hate Charlotte yet. Yeah. But you're starting to hate Charlotte a lot. I
0: don't hate her yet, but I'm I'm getting I'm getting pissed off at her.
1: Getting pissed off. She hasn't left Colin McLaughlin.
0: Uh, <laughs> That and getting pissed off with the way that she is treating him because she hasn't left him.
1: Okay, because she hasn't... Where I'm at, she's still trying to figure out what's going on. Mm. Because you're a little bit further than me, I presume they haven't gotten divorced yet.
0: I'm saying nothing. You're
1: not saying anything? I'm
0: saying nothing.
1: Miranda's um, starting to grow in my eyes a little bit. Cause I think she's she's, she's been lot Of all the characters, I feel Branch's like...
0: But I good. Mar- I think
1: she's had the most character development yeah. of the girls. Yeah.
0: I, I hope her and Steve get back together. They're
1: such a cute cool person. They're so
0: good, yeah. Steve is so cool. Steve is probably my favourite character in the show. He's
1: the, he's the most real out of all of them. He's
0: just a chill, down to earth guy. Yeah. He doesn't, like... Everybody else in the show loves drama and loves kind of exaggerating things and loves causing problems.
1: I mean, so do no, I don't. And
0: he just... <laughs> he just doesn't.
1: I think the thing with Steve is Steve feels like a real person. Yeah, you know, yeah. you feel like Steve. Like out of all of them, like you, i I'm, like you wouldn't want to know Miranda, or Charlotte, or Samantha, or Carrie because mm. you just know they would like they would just be such a head wreck to have in your life. Yeah, and even like on a night out, you'd be like, oh god, they'd be <laughs> they wouldn't be nice to me. Yeah, Big would just be a bastard. Yeah, and like Aiden and Steve, you're like I could go for a beer with these guys. Yeah, see these absolutely. guys are chill.
0: There, there was.
1: Oh, well, do we have to talk about the last episode of season three? Do we? That's a transphobic episode. Oh, is that the
0: last episode? Yeah, or the I'm second one. Yeah. We'll, we'll just gloss over it very quickly. <laughs> Samantha was so close to being a woke queen, and then she went right back to being transphobic. She was
1: super transphobic. Yeah. No reason for it, really.
0: Yeah. Uh, kind
1: of out of her character as well.
0: Yeah, like, I would agree. Yeah, yeah, very weird. Didn't like that episode. No. That was a bad one. What's next on the media list? (laughs)
1: Um, How are you still feeling with Sex and the Sea? I'm still
0: still enjoying it.
1: I'm enjoying it but I'm like well I can see the cracks forming. Mm. You know?
0: I definitely can as well. I I, um, definitely got to stick with season four. Season five is the make or break for me. You
1: think so? Yeah. I know one thing that's going to come up that's going to happen soon but I don't know when it's going to happen. Okay. Do you want me to tell you? No. Okay.
0: Oh, you've Samantha's dating a girl now. Yeah, Samantha's yeah. bisexual. <laughs> Samantha's bisexual. Yeah.
1: Samantha. This is another thing. I want them to fucking give Samantha a character that's not just Samantha sleeps around. Yeah. There is an interesting episode where like Charlotte does. Charlotte and Samantha do fall out, and mm. I'm like, it's it's about time they had a fallout.
0: That actually, the resolution to that happened in one of the recent episodes that I watched. Oh, really? And um, no, Samantha and Miranda, right?
1: No, Char- Samantha and Charlotte had a falling out. Oh. Samantha, I've read this before, that supposedly it's like all of the girls have a falling out with Samantha at some stage and it's yeah. always just like shaming Samantha is yep. the reason for the fallout. And, and I'm I like, there's...
0: I will say with Samantha and Miranda's one, yeah. she does not handle it well. There's actually, there there is a very sad episode. Oh really? Uh, yeah, uh, where Samantha basically acts as the comic relief, but because of that it makes her look terribly insensitive. Oh, um,
1: she's just, like, trying to put humor on a situation and it comes across bad?
0: Not even that. It's, she's off doing her own thing. Yeah. Uh, Like, fucking around. Yeah. And because of that...
1: Other stuff happens?
0: No, she, she's basically actively ignoring other things. Like, the rest of the girls come tell her, like, you should, you know, help us deal with this. And she's like, no. Oh. Yeah. It's wait. Yeah. It's, it is fixed by the end of the episode. Yeah. Though. She sees the error of her ways.
1: Um, it's an interesting show, Sex yeah. in the City. What are we gonna do when we're finished in?
0: Below deck, I guess.
1: Mm. We'll find something. Yeah. Maybe we can just keep watching can I, girls.
0: Can I recommend something next? Uh recommended
1: <laughs> Sex in the City. Well no. No, you did. That was your punishment, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I forgot. But you were want you wanted an excuse to watch it.
0: I'll choose a show to, to get it. Oh, in. but the yeah, last show you could. chose
1: was the fucking good doctor.
0: No, those just for me. I, I, I'm capable of choosing good shows to show it to people. Girls, Girls however. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, watch this just before recording today. Hannah was there for the last, like, 15, 20 minutes of it. It
1: seemed like a better episode from what It's I the
0: best episode so far. It's still bad. Yeah. Um. In this episode...
1: Episode 3 of Girls.
0: Episode 3, yeah. Lena Dunham discovers that she does, in fact, have an STD.
1: So, can I ask a question? hmm Do the episodes of Girls... Do they fo- like, follow... Or are they, like... You know how Sex in the City, it's like, each episode kind of happens in its own pocket universe? Sure. Is this one like, does it have like a, like a is the, the next day of the show the next episode, kind of? Uh,
0: I haven't got enough of a sample size to really tell, mm-hmm. but this is dealing with the consequences of the STD test she got last episode, where she was joking about how much she wanted to get AIDS. Yeah.
1: Um, what a terrible show.
0: Yeah, so it turns out she does have it. What? Or no, she doesn't have AIDS. Sorry, she does have an STD.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, she has HPV.
1: That was pretty normal
0: Yeah she goes and she talks to Adam Driver about it And Adam Driver's like I got tested for this Couldn't be me I am personally horrifically insulted That uh, you would ever suggest this Despite the fact that I'm the only person you've had sex with For the last number of months Um, Also you're fat Uh, I'm going to go and work out Elena Dunn's like I love him so
1: Knowing what happens with his character as the show goes on is wild.
0: I desperately want, like, I want this character to be out of the show. I'd never want to have to see Adam Driver's character again. Do
1: you want to get a spoiler? Yeah. He marries one of the other girls.
0: Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Which one?
1: Uh, our gallery girl, I'm pretty sure. Uh,
0: she can do so much better. I'm gonna have to deal with that fucker for the He's... rest of the season. Anyway, we'll um. See- She takes him at his word for it because she doesn't do any research into HPV and doesn't realize that um, dudes can't be tested for it or couldn't be at that time. I'm pretty sure they have one now. Uh, So she's like, "Okay, must have been my last boyfriend. I'll go and I'll go and I'll talk to him. Uh, And it turns out that her last boyfriend has, since they broke up, uh, realized he was gay. Yeah. And so there's.
1: She, She handles it yeah
0: so there's just uh there's just a whole you know the the main kind of through line of the the show is lena dunham sitting down having a conversation with this guy and being homophobic to his face yeah the worst of this one did get some laughs out of me mostly because of the the gay boyfriend uh ripping the shit out of lena dunham and just being like you're a terrible person i was like yeah that's good tell her uh but in the way that the show is framed it's Trying to make him out to be really unreasonable. About all of the things that he's saying. I don't like it. I don't like girls.
1: It did seem the bits I watched. There's like the, the B plot is following the other girl whose name I can't remember. Like the thing about girls. The, the,
0: the other girls are fine.
1: I feel like if the sh- if Lena doesn't, Dunham wasn't in the show. The show would actually be quite. It would just be if, mediocre. It would not be terrible. But yeah. it'd be, you wouldn't hate watching it as much as you do.
0: Exactly. If, if the other girls were in it without Lena and Dunham. It would just be. Like a nothing show. It's not particularly funny, but it wouldn't be as enraging as i found it.
1: I just want to know why it was so popular. You know? Like, that's... Cause it, was when... it
0: was 2010. It was a different time.
1: I know. But I want to see... 13
0: years ago. Oh
1: my god, <laughs> do not say that to me. I want to see, was it the first thing she made, like, straight out of...
0: She meant, like, a, you were saying she made, like, a film school thing, right?
1: Yeah, I know we probably should have talked about... I know this is a Matt Damon podcast, Yeah, like,
0: we're like... We're coming up on an hour of recording.
1: We did like 10 minutes beforehand. Yeah. This will be a long episode. You're I'm
0: going to tra- tra- chop a bunch of that Phoenix bullshit out. You think so? Uh, yeah.
1: No, it's not just for my... We advantage. don't
0: need to know about Chris Claremont's proclivities. Um, um, and how much he loves...
1: Excuse
0: me? Uh, Chris Claremont was super... Into
1: we didn't talk about that. Huh? Why are you saying you're cutting it out? joke
0: oh I'm cutting that part out I'll bleep that bit
1: (laughs) Uh, two last things we're going to talk about before we get Uh into the movie uh, because that's what's on the list sure tomorrow's section is going to be even longer because we have other we have other things that I actually want to talk about Uh weirdly this has been a lot of Shaw media we'll do a lot of my media tomorrow next week for you Space John 2 you watched that did you ever finish it? yeah I did was it good? it's the best movie you saw that day The same day he watched All the Pretty Horses.
0: Yeah, Space Jam 2 was kind of fun. I kind of liked it. Uh, Most of it's terrible. It's okay. Uh, There was uh, one really funny part that me and my housemate Rian shot ourselves laughing at, which was um, part of the, the setup of Space Jam 2 is they have to go to, like, all of the different fucking... Uh, Warner Brothers movie universes to go and pick up the Looney Tunes because they've been scattered across the multiverse or fucking whatever, don't worry about it. But there was a part where they had, um, for some reason they decided that they wanted to put Mad Max Fury Road into this film. So they had footage of Mad Max Fury Road with the Roadrunner shit like, fucking edited in. And it was, I, I like that a lot.
1: That new Fur- Furiosa movie's coming out next year.
0: Is that actually coming out? No, yeah,
1: they filmed it.
0: Okay, cool. Because like, I've I've heard that that's been coming out for about seven years now.
1: Like, Anathalia I, I Joy's in it. Yeah. George Miller or something.
0: Which they should have just gotten Charlize Theron back for but it. But see, it's a prequel. Who gives a shit?
1: George Miller.
0: If Matt Damon, at 30 years old, can play a 17-year-old in fucking All the Pretty Horses. What about him Charlize playing Charlize Theron-, Theron- who does not look any older than she did, like... You
1: know, in Agar Vance. Yeah.
0: She can easily play a younger version of herself. Was- Especially if it's Furiosa. You can just put her in fucked up wasteland makeup and you won't be able to tell.
1: I'm excited to see Anya Taylor-Joy do an action movie. I, I do
0: like Anya Taylor-Joy. She was great as Magic in The New Mutants. Um, my favourite X-Men character.
1: Um, oh, that's dope. Oh, Fuck me. I'm trying to learn about the X-Men.
0: Yeah, uh, but... I think they sh- they could have just got Charlie's back.
1: I'm excited for them to have like another female movie star do an action movie.
0: I just want another fucking Mad Max movie. Oh, I want Fury Road again.
1: <laughs> uh, one last media thing because we're not going to talk about it for too long. Uh-huh. Sean tried to watch the new one of the new Marvel shows. I
0: watched the first twenty minutes of episode one of Secret Invasion and I gave up. AI generated ass show, I hate it.
1: Yeah, and that's it. Oh, Hannah's Media for the Week was actually a recommendation from our good friend, Niamh. Uh, thanks, Neve for the recommendation. She recommended... Oh, uh, is this the, podcast? the podcast? Yeah. Uh, a, a video game podcast called Something Rotten because one of Sean and I's favourite, uh, like, pod... Not pod... pod ex-podcaster, YouTube, essayists, um, Spraghush so Wolf was on it, so I started listening to it. It's really
0: good. Yeah.
1: It's about looking at ni- games that have a theme of nihilism <laughs> in them. yeah. Um, I
0: I listened to the beginning of it Uh, uh, I haven't finished it yet But it's
1: about Silent Hill 2 A game I really want to play But I've never played Sean like on one stage talked about Us getting drunk and him making me Like play Silent Hill 2 Yeah Or some (laughs) other game I think it was
0: Shadow of the Colossus Yeah Um, um,
1: Because I don't play a lot of video games So like It'd just be funny Because I would be bad at it Yeah Um, But we've never done that
0: I think we should. Yeah, we should. Christmas we, special. Christmas
1: special. <laughs> I have an idea for the Christmas special. I'll tell you off my... You told
0: me a couple of ideas. Yeah,
1: but... I have a really good one now. Excellent. But yeah, uh, it's very good. Um, I'm listening to the one about modern warfare. The like oh, cool. the first, the like first the modern Call of duty. Yeah. Call it the Call of Duty 4 thing. But there's loads of them. I recommend it. Nice. Now that we're in app, y'all. I'm so sorry. I hope you. I really hope people like the media section.
0: I'm gonna chop this down, don't worry.
1: Yeah. See for us because we've got we've I'm got to a...
0: bleep it all out. We got fifty eight minutes of beep.
1: Put the shining music in now.
0: Put a fart sound effect in there. No! <laughs> <laughs> I also have no fucking time to edit this episode. No, so. no you don't. It's coming out on Tuesday.
1: Yeah, you've got Sunday.
0: It's got killers of the flower moon on well, Sunday. You
1: should have planned your time, buddy. Yeah, should. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. I've got Monday evening. I'll be fine. Oh,
1: okay, cool. Let's get talking about the two thousand and one film Ocean's Eleven. <gasps> gang gang
0: we're back baby oh <laughs> thank god a good movie
1: <laughs> did this movie somewhat save Matt Damon's career potentially yeah this is an interesting thing right because for us it feels like I was thinking about this between Talent and Mr. Ripley which was 99 so like in movie time like Mr. Ripley's 99 that was a big movie this is 2001 it's been two years but for us it feels like Matt has had like bomb after bomb yeah, but like I actually don't think like the public perception it's that bad because sure you like all the pretty horses that's like a nothing movie but that's
0: I want to I want to contrast this a little bit with another star of this film, um,
1: Brad Brad Pitt
0: Brad Pitt
1: because Brad Pitt and Matt Damon are kind of the same age.
0: Brad Pitt's career, his uh, first film was in 1987.
1: God, so yeah. it's like three you yeah.
0: exactly. But yeah. I feel like um,
1: Brad got. Bigger earlier in the 90s. I think it's a big mm. difference. So like... Go through them. In
0: 1987 he has four films. Okay. He has Hunk, No Way Out, No Man's Land and Less Than Zero.
1: But how old is Brad Pitt actually? Because Brad Pitt is a little bit... Brad bald. Pitt
0: is currently... So uh, 53. Like he's
1: mm-hmm. 70. I'll Google Brad William
0: Bradley Pitt.
1: Don't tell me his full name. Last <laughs> will start...
0: Uh, he is... 59 years old. So he's
1: older than Matt Damon. He's yeah. nearly a decade older than Matt Damon. Mm-hmm. Which I think, like, so, like, he was, he's Matt Damon's age. So when he gets, because, like, Matt Damon starts when he's, like, 16, 17. He's, yeah. like, late in his 20s, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly. Which, which
1: I feel like that adds, that, like, changes the movies he can do a little bit. Sorry, continue yeah. with.
0: He has a similar kind of little bit of.
1: doing kind of rough films.
0: Yeah, he has one. He has a small role in Thelma and Louise. Which is probably his biggest role until,
1: and that that movie was massive.
0: Yeah, and like, um, but I
1: think he's, I think he's the guy that killed. Yeah. Uh, so I think that kind of made him like that was yeah, his break. That, that's his. Yeah, reign but
0: maker. then even then he doesn't have anything big until two years later with True Romance.
1: Another um, huge movie. Another
0: huge movie. When was yeah. that?
1: Ninety five.
0: Uh, Ninety three. He is in Cool World, which is a. Fascinating film for me. It's a Ralph Bakshi film. This is the
1: animated the one. The animated right?
0: one, yeah. He's, I think he's the star of it. Um, he
1: is. He's like the detective in it.
0: Yeah, he yeah. is. Yeah, uh, but the, he has True Romance '93. Have
1: you ever seen True Romance? I haven't. True Romance is incredible. Yeah, um, I will watch uh, that with you someday. It's
0: he has Interview with the Vampire in '94. Another
1: huge movie. Another and great then, movie.
0: '95, uh, I think, is the year that makes him, which is he has seven and he has twelve monkeys.
1: Two amazing, yeah.
0: Oof, fantastic films.
1: We're not doing a Rock Pit miniseries. I know we want to, but Rock Pit's problematic now. Is he? He, uh, is, like, being sued for abuse against Annalena Jolie. Oh, fuck,
0: oh, uh, God damn it! Yeah, and have you not Shit. known about this? No, I didn't know about that. Oh, yeah,
1: no, it's like... Ugh.
0: But, it's, um... there's.
1: Ugh i don't want to get political on the podcast yeah. basically she's trying to sell their vineyard to a russian oligarch okay he's opposing it so she she's basically been like the reason i need to do this is because we're getting divorced because of like you've been abusive sure it's just like it's a it's a complicated thing because it's like is he actually being abusive or you know i'd, I'd believe angelina jolie i
0: i'd uh I, i'd say probably yeah probably um well, but coming up to Ocean's Eleven, but he's Brad big, Pitt's career is in a very different place from Matt Damon. He's also
1: having a massive scandal at this time. Oh, is he? This is when he... Around now is when he leaves like Gen, um, Jennifer Aniston and starts dating Angelina.
0: Oh, is that then? Around okay. then,
1: yeah. Because I think he cheats cool. on Jennifer Aniston with uh, Brad, Angelina. Sure. Like it's a whole thing. Remember he was in Friends?
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. And i don't forget he's in Money Brad
0: is... In a weird kind of mirror to Matt, who is just coming out of his out of a bad valley, Brad is coming off of Fight Club, being John Malkovich, and Snatch in the two years before this film. Jesus, yeah. Uh, Maybe we do
1: need to book Brad Pitt in for season four.
0: (laughs) Season four. (laughs) Honestly, I think he's because how many movies
1: has he done? Right.
0: Uh, I am not going to do the maths on this now. I'm going to keep going through this. So, he's got Ocean's Eleven. Mm-hmm. In 2001, he's got The Mexican, which I don't know. The Spy Game, which I don't know. Ocean's Eleven. 2002, he has Confessions of a Dangerous Mind.
1: Movie we'll watch for this series. Movie
0: we'll watch for this series. In 2003, he has Sinbad, Legend of the Seven Seas. I remember and that movie. I mean. do too, yeah. Then he has Troy, Ocean's Twelve, Mr. and Mrs. Troy. Smith. No. He has... He is on the, with the exception of Sinbad, he is kind of on the top of his game, basically from 99 to, oh, 2006, he's got The Departed. No,
1: wasn't Troy, like, terrible?
0: It was a massive success, though. I, and the, also in the same year, he had Ocean's 12.
1: I, um, Troy was a massive success, but I don't think people, that's the one with Colin Farrell, right? Yes, I think so. But I, don't people think that movie's shit?
0: Do they? Oh. Um, I haven't seen it. I'm
1: supposing that movie's, like, um, like...
0: So I don't feel comfortable calling it a valley because he's got Sinbad, But Sinbad Troy, didn't do well. Sinbad was also bad. Um,
1: I know. I look, seen I loved
0: six. it when I was a kid. It's a bad movie. I haven't seen it since I was a I watched it with six. one of my little cousins uh, like a couple, four or five years oh, ago. Oh, I maybe. believe you It's not I, good. I haven't seen it since uh, I was a child. But he's got... Troy's got Ocean's Twelve. Yeah. Which I don't know too much, but we'll watch it. But then he's got Mr. and Mrs. Smith, which I've heard really good things about. It's it. fun. God grew tired of... Us Which he executive produced He uh, Produced The Departed
1: Departed's great We'll watch that
0: Yeah um, He was in, So see, So look you, The thing with I think Brad is He's a lot more discerning With his
1: You think he's Movie pickier.
0: choices Exactly yeah mm. um, Like after Ocean's Eleven Sinbad And Troy I guess Are The and Maybe Babble, oh, we don't know how don't we know. don't know
1: how what Confessions of a Dangerous Mind is like.
0: Confessions of a Dangerous Mind is apparently really good.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh but like after this, the films he stars in 2007 Ocean's 13, and the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford, which is a banger. Burn After Reading, Benjamin Button, Inglorious Bastards. No, uh,
1: no movies I have not seen.
0: Mega Mind, Moneyball, Happy Feet 2.
1: But where he's married to Matt.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh and, like, he doesn't really have much of a, a valley after... I will
1: say, though, the thing about Matt's valleys... Yeah. We have not started talking about the movie. Um, I'm just conscious <laughs> of the fucking recording. I will say, the, I think the reason Matt's valleys are so bad is because Matt loves doing an ass scene performance. Exactly,
0: and Brad doesn't. And, and I then... feel like, given their kind of careers up to this point, it would be very easy for him to go down that path. Yeah. But he doesn't.
1: But I think it's just, like, I think Brad... Matt's someone of like you've seen it in the the, the ninth the, the first act of this podcast, which is like yeah. Matt trying to become a movie star. Matt's very conscious of the like grind of trying to get into movies. Yes,
0: definitely. Which I
1: the, just looking at that Brad's stuff, and there might be stuff missing from that because I might not be including the like cameos and stuff.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: Brad, I think got luckier because one of his first movies he got into was *Stella and Louise*, and he was yeah. found.
0: There is another film that he shares with Matt Damon that we're going to have to watch.
1: There's loads of films there from um, what you've read. Deadpool 2. Deadpool 2, <laughs> especially of a Dangerous Mind. Like, there's a lot of yeah. Like, it's one of those shows. We haven't talked about how we're going to handle as the show gets on. We have overlap movies. But, like, Brad's weirdly... Look, by
0: the if we ever actually do a Brad Pitt series, it will have been so long since we've talked about it that we can just do it again. I don't
1: think we need to do it
0: again. <laughs> <laughs>
1: There's no no, I I I put my foot down. We do not need to do a re-record of this
0: Sure. In three years' time. But maybe we'll just want to watch it.
1: We can watch it and then do a, like we watched the movie again, it was fun. Oh, okay. Again. Yeah, yeah
0: go check out this one. Yeah, go check this out ago. from three
1: years ago. Yeah. Temporal Pinter Movement. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this movie. We really we really no, like you know, this no, movie. You know, what we
0: do? you know what we do? We say like the beginning of a sentence here and then if we do come back to it we finish it then
1: my favourite Pokemon is I hate Matthew Page
0: <laughs> I love Kevin Smith <laughs>
1: <laughs> Whoa, people are going to fucking fire our houses um...
0: let's go Ocean's Eleven
1: we really like this movie yeah we, we... just really like it
0: yeah this film George um... Clooney is great George Clooney is fantastic in this. More movies with George, George. The the chemistry between George and Brad is so good in this. I love it so much.
1: I, oh, they're all just like it's one of those movies where you watch it, and I don't know if you do this. When like you know, sometimes you pause a movie because you have to go pee or something.
0: I did have to pause this for a little bit to go and pick up my food and beer.
1: I was sad at how quickly I was watching it because I was enjoying the movie so much. I'm
0: gonna watch this again probably Sunday. I, I stopped taking notes like really quickly into this just because the movie grabbed me so much.
1: It's just so the movie starts. You meet Danny Ocean, George Clooney. Da-
0: can I also just say Danny Ocean? Fucking amazing, like uh, heist movie protagonist name.
1: Yeah. So something I, something I think is very interesting about Ocean's Eleven. So this is actually a remake. This is
0: a remake. Yeah, I want to talk about this a little yeah, bit. Yeah, so well. the
1: remake is the 1960s Rat Pack. Yeah. Um, so the original Danny Ocean was uh, Frank, Frank Sinatra. Sinatra. Yeah. Oh, good old blue eyes. <laughs> <laughs> George Clooney playing a Frank Sinatra type is,
0: is perfect. Perfect Absolutely, casting. Absolutely, yeah.
1: Perfect casting. The next, we're going to see George a lot. As we do this, because him and Mac just seem to be friends. Yeah. We'll do a we'll do a George Clooney career filmography like summary. Yeah, because like, a few be, weekends. A he's few gonna week...
0: be directing some films at some point, and
1: uh <sighs> <laughs> um but yeah, he's just like the movie just starts with him on a pro ball here, and, and instantly you're just like, Yep, I'm very happy to watch this man for uh-huh. two hours. Yeah. Like he's
0: so charismatic. He sells this idea of him being the kind of guy who has everything planned out at every given point mm-hmm. so well until the movie doesn't want you to. And you're like, you Danny. And, Danny. You're, and you're like, oh, he's fucked up. Oh my God, it's all been an act. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, uh, it's so good. It's not um,
1: seeing Ocean's Eleven. Watch it. Um, yes. And then come back to this. So it starts off, he's in prison because he gets busted for some crime. He gets out, he like gets his wedding ring and his suit. He does his big like speech to parole board. Mm. And he's, Goes to Atlantic City, I think, mm-hmm. and he meets a guy called Frank. Is it Frank Cotton? Uh, yeah. Does
0: he not just go and meet Rusty Ryan first?
1: No, he goes and meets Frank. I thought.
0: Oh yeah, no, sorry. He goes to the he goes to the casino. Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Show you watched
1: this today? I watched this a
0: weekend. I've had a day. I know. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, he goes and he he goes to a casino. He's just kind of playing for a bit. One thing that I really like is gambling. True. <sighs> That he has timed his visit perfectly. He knows exactly when the dealer that he actually goes up to the first time is going on her lunch. Yeah. And when he's gonna come in, so it doesn't look like he's actually gone to it's, to see him.
1: It's just such a great, like I love how they introduce everybody in this Me too. movie. So yeah. you meet he meets basically an old buddy and you kind yeah. of I know He meets if... an
0: old buddy who is working as a dealer in a casino.
1: Yeah. And he's like when you basically find out he's like given another name because you know, he's a known kind of con man. Yeah. And he's basically like, I have a scheme. I'm getting a gang together to do this scheme. Where's Rusty? And yeah. he's like, he's in a Amer- he's in LA teaching movie stars how to play poker for movies. <laughs> and I was like, work. Um, I've seen this before. I saw Randers. And, and
0: one of those movie stars is Topher Grace. Like. Shout out to Venom.
1: Venom. Uh, <laughs> Topher Grace is just an enigma to me. He's someone no. who I have not thought about for years. And now he fills my mind constantly. See,
0: I've never seen that 70s show. I so have. So the only thing that I know him as is Venom.
1: Venom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've seen him in a bunch of stuff. But he's someone of like, after the whole fucking, your man from that 70s show thing happened. yeah, And the whole world has gone actually for Grace's baller. I'm looking at Topher Grace's filmography. <laughs> uh, dis- no. No,
0: we don't need to. No, no, no. I'm, <laughs> not, I'm not watching oh, Spider-Man Three.
1: He's an interesting Teller Oh, oh, we'll see him in a few months. Yeah, we'll
0: see him, and yeah, we'll see, see you later. In. We'll loop back around.
1: We'll loop back <laughs> around. Circle <Certainly Emperor laughs>
0: pencil move. I need to
1: stop making that <laughs> joke. Oh, I'm amused myself. It, yeah, it's Ocean's Eleven is a really hard movie to talk about because it's actually just so good
0: it's very intricate there's a lot it's of things intri- always intri- happening and it's, it's all really well shown in the film
1: I'd also want to make this sound like a book report where I'm like and then this happens yeah. and this happens because like that's fucking boring like I think the next major thing it, if you happen is basically like Danny goes to Rusty he's played by Brad Pitt you yeah. instantly understand You know, sometimes you go back and watch movies and you're like, I don't understand why everyone was obsessed with this man. You understand why everyone is obsessed with Brad Pitt. Brad
0: Pitt in this movie is one of the hottest men I've ever fucking seen.
1: You just want to steal his clothes as well.
0: I mean, yeah, I do, but... I bagged him in
1: the second episode of the show. (laughs) Sorry, no, my mother bagged him in 1997. Actually, no, my dad bagged him in 1994
0: in an interview with a vampire. Yeah, uh... Danny I has love a, the.
1: Sorry, we have to talk about Reuben. Because I think he, after we meet Rusty, and he gets
0: Reuben, my beloved.
1: <laughs> basically, Danny I'm goes. Go, I'm
0: getting another one of these. This is going. Sean's getting silly.
1: After Danny meets up with Reuben, uh, meets up with Rusty, and there's like a whole, the first kind of like. 15 minutes of the film are basically like Danny starting to come up with this scheme and you don't know what the scheme is but he has his first kind of thing and he's like I need to get Rusty back on side. That was so fucking loud. It's oh. a Guinness can. It's what they do. I don't drink beer. I've
0: done this already in your presence. I know, you know but it was it still.
1: I thought it was just one. No. <laughs> he has to get Rusty on side and the way he gets Rusty on side is Rusty's basically teaching Toad for Grace and other major sitcom stars of the early 2000s like all those lads are playing a sitcom. Like I think the woman in the scene is from Charmed. Sure. Uh, I used to love Charmed as a kid. I've
0: never seen Charmed. Charmed is the girls from Charmed were in something recently that I. One or of the girls from Charmed
1: watched. is in Glory Days. It's... Was one of
0: them in, in Jay and Silent Bob as well?
1: Potentially, but the the love interest in Glory Days, the not the oh yeah, the one she's in Charmed,
0: yeah. Wait, 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 Have I just cracked the fucking code?
1: Have you just cracked the code?
0: Have I just... Oh my god. What? Wait, Hang on, I need to... I need to... Con... Made a... Uh, One of the girls from Charmed uh, appears as herself in Jane's and Silent Bob Strike Back. She also stars in Mole Rats and The Secret of Nim. Who is she? She is, uh, Teresa Brisby.
1: I'm Show st- me a picture
0: on. of her? Oh no, her actual name is Shannon Doherty. uh... Sean is fun. Yeah, she's her.
1: Oh, yeah, she's yeah. the other sister. Yeah. Um, Danny gets Rusty back on board, and then they go and meet Sean's favourite human,
0: <laughs> Ruben. <laughs> Ruben. Um, He's in a bathrobe. Uh, this movie, similar to Rounders, this is a film sh- full of Sean boys. <laughs> um, Ruben is. Oh, do we ever. Do we find out what his actual job is? Or he... is he just. Uh, he, wealthy he, man.
1: He used to run own casinos. Okay. You know how there's is like six casino... Basically...
0: Oh, is he the one who owns the casino that gets demolished? Yeah. Yeah.
1: The implication... Yes.
0: No. That, yes, that's absolutely what it is, yeah.
1: The implication you get is he's someone who used to run casinos and he basically got like nuzzled out of the movie by the main villain, a guy called Terry something?
0: Terry. Terry. We'll call him Terry. we we'll call him Terry. It's um, nuzzled
1: out by Terry, played by Andy yeah. Garcia.
0: One of, the, one of the inciting things for us finding out about like... George's plan is he finds out that this casino is about to get... It has been bought out by Terry and is about to get demolished.
1: Yeah, he sees it Um, on the news and he's like, I have a cunning plan.
0: Yeah. Uh, I I want to talk about George and Brad a little bit more because there's another great... They're so... They play off each other so well in this. They must
1: have been in something beforehand together.
0: I don't know. Potentially, but like, I don't know. They're so good because there's this scene where... George is ex- Danny is explaining The plan And
1: It's just before After they meet Reuben
0: It's immediately before Okay uh, Because Brad is just like Okay We're gonna need Some serious bankrolling For this How the fuck Are you gonna get it You're just out of prison Yeah He was like This guy has so many enemies We're, we're gonna be good Yeah and Brad's like, oh, it's Reuben. Yeah, Brad just immediately knows who it is. But I
1: also like he explains the plan. Because yeah. you don't know what the plan is yet.
0: We don't know what the we never know what the full plan is until it has been pulled off. Well we don't even know
1: what the heist is until yeah. we get the whole gang together. Mm-hmm. But I love it that he explains that and he goes, You need all these like code names. Mm-hmm. I love a, something this movie does that I really like. Yeah. Is it doesn't do a big short in it.
0: It does what John Wick does.
1: I've, yeah. Where it like puts you in a world and it's like you're following these characters and it's like the next time you watch it, you're like, oh, that's what this means. Yeah. But it also does it in a way that your first time watching it, you're not overly confused. Mm-hmm. And it's very hard, I think, to write that in a way that's like, you're not over explaining it to an audience, but you're also giving them enough information that they're not confused and like need to stop and look at a Wikipedia article.
0: Definitely, yeah. It's a very
1: well written. So I'm going to check the screenwriter out when you talk sure. about Ruben.
0: Yeah, so (laughs) Reuben is this former casino owner whose casino has been bought out and is being demolished by Terry. And uh, George and... (laughs) I keep calling... I'm going to keep calling him George and Brad because... George and Bradley. It's it's kind of difficult to... Because actually, one thing is that their characters in this film are kind of the they kind of become the archetypal character that these guys play. Yeah. Like after this George Clooney plays Danny Ocean. And after this Brad Pitt plays Rusty.
1: See George Clooney has been George Clooney for so long.
0: Yeah. Like he's been Batman at this point.
1: Yeah. But I feel like because his first big thing was he was Wait, like
0: Wait, he has been Batman. He's right? been Batman. Yeah.
1: yeah. Like I guess this, this I was going to the next when we do Oceans 12 we'll do a, a George's filmography round yeah, up there because we, we
0: just did Brad we just did yeah. Brad
1: but like I think Brad's just always been this guy
0: Brad because from... like if you
1: look Brad basically spent the last 15 years being like okay let I'm now a father let me play mm. sad dads. this is still his like cool fuck boy period so
0: this this idea of who Brad is begins with Fight Club. You think so? Yeah. 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 Yeah yeah. Because he's not like this at all in interview with the vampire or He's or gay in interview with the Vampire. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's... is he in this? Yeah. <laughs> Look, him and uh, Rusty and Danny are very good friends.
1: He has a wife.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey.
1: Two men can be friends and then not be gay, Sean.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right tumblr <laughs>
0: yeah uh, i think that like this, this is definitely for brad a development of his kind of Im- image as an actor and i think this is what really cements it
1: i don't know his filmography well enough i'm not true. disagreeing with you i also, i just can't remember him in true romance that well yeah because like he's kind of pitiful in seven you know
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That, that's why it's Fight Club that, that I also have never seen it. Fight Club Fight Club is like two years after it's happened.
1: yeah I've never seen Fight Club
0: Fight Club is an interesting film to go back and look at now
1: well it's a, it's one of those movies it's like the Matrix where it's been like adopted by the alt-right
0: exactly but yeah. it's not
1: it's actually like a criticism of it unlike oh, American Psycho and all those things yeah. yeah but anyway back to the movie ahead oh, not <laughs> other movies god we're so off topic this episode it's been a while I know
0: look tomorrow we're gonna to be talking about nothing but the Majestic <laughs> <laughs> it's the majestic cops coming for us.
1: Not Tim not Tim Carey. Tim Carey? jim Carey.
0: Tim Carey. <laughs> Tim Curry. Uh... Honestly, Tim Curry should. I, I would love to see any Jim no, Carey with about Tim Curry with Tim Curry swapped out. Anyway, they get the gang together. La love the Wait, no, Yeah, Ruben hears that it's Terry after the guys explained the plan to him and he's like, huh you're going to need a lot of money for this
1: there's also when we it's figure going out what to... the plan is I'm pretty sure kind of kind of
0: again we don't know what the plan actually is until it's completed We know what which is gonna... something that I love
1: we know what the heist what they're heisting we know yes, what they're exactly. stealing from yeah, yeah, yeah. they're going to steal from the Bellagio the, G, the MGM casino and one other the casino on, like, a big fight night that's in, like, ten days' time.
0: Yeah, because all three casinos uh, run their money through the Bellagio's vault, The Mirage. The Mirage. And
1: they're all owned by Terry. Yeah. So that's why it's basically like, we're going to steal a shit ton of money off Terry this night. Because, mm-hmm. like, they explain... They don't,
0: but they don't tell Ruben that it's Terry until the very end. <laughs> and Ruben's like, uh, um, look, it sounds like a good plan. They also flag. don't tell
1: him. Like, he, he figures it he out. He figures
0: out it out, yeah. He's
1: like, wait a sec. Yeah.
0: Um and then once he realizes it's Terry, he's immediately in because he hates him.
1: You can kinda of understand when she once Sandy Garcia appears on the scene.
0: Why you would hate him? Yeah. He's a bastard man. Yeah. I do hate him. You're
1: like correct, Fanny. Yeah. He's awful.
0: Julia Roberts never should have gotten with him.
1: I'd love to know how that happened. We'll get there when we get there. Um but after Terry Bankrolls it, we start to gather the gang. Can I just say I love gathering a gang? Yeah I love gathering uh-huh. of the gangs. So. Yeah
0: uh one other thing i want to say about this is this film is i was thinking about how to word this so mm-hmm. i've got a fancy term for it this is a really good synthesis of um synthesis like, or synthesis what's
1: that mean That's uh stupid.
0: like bringing together to make a thing okay uh, I thought of, that was synthesis yeah synthesis synthesis oh yeah. sorry yeah whatever it's, yeah. It's, just, it's all the same thing okay. photosynthesis shout out to it uh
1: <laughs> yeah I love green shit
0: yeah um Of, like, 60s filmmaking and 2000s filmmaking. Yeah. Because this is a very 2000s-looking film. Yeah. But also, like, so much of the... So many shots in it look like they're straight out of, like, a classic Bond film. Mm Mm-hmm. The the thought that I had during this is... This is clearly really inspired by the classic Bond films. And also
1: the original. The
0: 60s. And also the original, yeah. Yeah. But then the later Bond films are so clearly inspired by this.
1: This and Bourne, I would say.
0: Yes, definitely. This, this, this yeah.
1: director makes the Bourne.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Soderbergh, right? Soderbergh, yeah. yeah. But...
1: I think it's something that's really obvious as well with that whole 60s reference, their outfits. Mm-hmm. Yes. Their outfits are very 1960s. Like, what is wearing, like, she's always in these very glamorous yeah. outfits. She's always in heels. You never see her in, like, clothes that would be trendy in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Like, she never wears, like, Like Y2K fashion. Yeah. You never see her in like Gucci or Versace. She's always in these very like old European kind of style gowns. Yeah. Is interesting.
0: But then at the same time, a lot of the shots are in that kind of like... Jason Bourne style um, Yeah Kind of like Washed out Grey green Colour palette From the Matrix uh,
1: The, the colours I would love to know What like film stock these. You can definitely tell It's just filmed on a film mm. Cause they're like Cause The does... reds and the greens Pop a lot
0: They really do Yeah, yeah. It goes from very cold To very warm Really Yeah like, There was There was a couple of shots In it um, There was the one Where Like a completely Innocuous shot Where Danny is going Into the casino To meet Frank and it's, it's fully just a shot of him walking through the casino with, like, his back in focus and, like, the casino kind yeah. of, like, out of focus. And I was like, oh, okay. We're talking about, like, modern action film, mm-hmm. like, cinema language now. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, okay, I kind of know what to expect from all of this. And then there's this amazing little bit where he meets up with Rusty. And they're just driving in their car. And it's this, like, fantastic little sequence where it's fully just like one shot of them driving somewhere they've clearly like set up like a camera
1: in the car or
0: probably in a car either in actually no probably isn't in the car they've got like something like high up at the back of the car that's pointing down it's just like a fixed shot of the two of them it's very, in the yeah. car as it's moving. You it's can tell really Sean cool. watch
1: this today, and I watched this a week ago because I cannot remember this camera shot at all. I believe oh, it's
0: so. This was the moment where I was like, kind of like switched on, yeah. really, and I was like, oh no, this is going to be fantastic.
1: It's one of those movies that like, and it's the reason we were caught talking in the first fifteen minutes. If it like instantly grabs your attention, it really and you're does. watching it, and yeah. you're like, oh, you know. I'm good I'm paying I'm dialed in I'm looking at everything mm-hmm. um, so after kind of we meet Reuben and we figure out what's going on then we, we get to gathering the gang and I love the gang
0: the gang are great I love
1: how they, each of them gets introduced yeah I think it's so fun I love the way you don't know who, anything else about the rest of the gang you know and like mm-hmm. it's just like these are just a, lo- a bunch of guys I love the two Mormon twins oh the
0: Mormon twins who are introduced to racing at little remote controlled monster truck against a big monster truck yeah
1: and yeah. they're like they're in Utah I'm like of course yeah, they are of
0: course they are
1: I love the, the sweaty camera guy, the sweaty spy guy who's been yeah. signed out <laughs> to the FBI I love the old man that's gambling I love oh, him
0: Saul is my favourite I, I love him I think Saul he's is so my favourite he's so good
1: who else is there I love Don Cheadle Don Cheadle so Don Cheadle was uncredited in this movie
0: what really I didn't because, notice that because he
1: got into a massive fight about his billing because he <laughs> wanted to be billed above Matt Damon and they were like no it's Matt Damon it's Brad Pitt it's George Clooney
0: Damn. where you
1: could be forked but you're not going to be above the title on the poster and he went
0: nope don't are, bill me are you telling me that they wouldn't put Don Cheadle the antagonist from Space Jam 2 above Matt Damon on the billing <laughs> Mr. L. G. Rhythm himself That's not his name That's his name That's kind of yeah. great
1: <laughs> um, Don Cheadle who is hate-criming the Cockney accent in this movie Good <laughs> It's so bizarre <laughs> I was saying this to John before he, he was like guys this is terrible don't make me do this accent in the sequels and they made mm. him do it in the sequels because they were like we have to buddy we're sorry There's
0: a great bit where he uses Cockney rhyming slang in it and nobody knows what the fuck he's talking about Good Yeah uh. <laughs>
1: But it's just like we meet the gang and they're missing another member and we're uh-huh. missing a little member to our party it's
0: not even that they're missing a member it's that Danny goes to Rusty he's like I think, I think 10 is probably enough right 10 is enough and Rusty just doesn't say anything and then it's like yeah no you're right probably 11
1: uh- <laughs> but also I feel like they're like let's get this guy and they're like he's in prison and they're like okay we'll do this yeah. other guy a favor and I love it that Mark Damon's a Nepo baby in this movie. Yeah,
0: he's, he's the son of the guy that they wanted to get.
1: Yeah, but it's um, like the second guy who wanted to get. But it's also this like implication that the, the dad is like really beloved in the industry. And they're yeah. like, we'll give him his break. I was kind of like, for fuck's sake, is Matt Damon playing a college student again? Because <laughs> he's, he's playing fully...
0: a lawyer this time. Because
1: <laughs> he's like fully. When, when I was watching this, at my um, home, my mom was like, "Why is he dressed like a student?" Yeah, and I'm like, "Is he playing a fucking college student again?" He's
0: dressed like a student for a reason.
1: Because he's stealing things. <laughs>
0: he's going on the subway and he's stealing.
1: Um. So Matt Damon plays a pickpocket that George yeah. Clooney is like. Yeah. <laughs> Money now.
0: Yeah, Um. yeah, um, what it is is George goes on the subway because he knows, or not the subway, the metro because it's overground. Um, He because he knows he's going to be there, and he like slips something into. He slips a business card into.
1: he, he sees Matt Damon steal a man's wallet so he pitpocks the wallet off him.
0: Yeah, and he leaves a business card in his pocket instead.
1: <laughs> With uh, like a place to meet and then yeah. they meet and he's like, you want to be in on our house? And he was like, yes, George Clooney, I do want to be in on our yes.
0: house. And halfway through the conversation, he steals George Clooney's wallet again.
1: <laughs> I love that Matt Damon is like weirdly the character in so in this movie. This is also
0: the first. He is. He's kind of the POV character. He kind of is because he doesn't know anything about like, this whole world. He,
1: you know, it's also his. His. He doesn't know anything about the world, mm. but it's. He also is like the least experienced. Like he doesn't yeah, know he, all these people.
0: He's the one who has a, like a character arc in it. Yeah. Just like. No, no, not the other ones. Do really? They pull the heist off. Uh, this is it's
1: it's it's a movie that's odd because there is a character, the kind of main besides the the uh, like the robbery. I would say the character mm. who probably goes for the biggest arc is Matt Damon, and Definitely. then also Julia.
0: Julia Roberts, Julia kind Robert. of. Kind of, yeah. I
1: did see someone say this movie was sexist, and I have to. I
0: I, I will say I wasn't particularly happy with Julia Roberts' character in this film. But... She
1: doesn't really have a character, Not but like... really.
0: But it's Julia Roberts, so, like, I love her. I also, <laughs> want,
1: like, yeah, I also would leave my husband if I found out he was a con man and went to prison, probably. Like, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. 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 I don't I, I don't think that's the sexist part of it.
1: I think the sexist part she gets with. But... Uh, Andy Garcia. I
0: think it's the. I think it's that she gets back with Danny Ocean at the end.
1: Well, wouldn't you get back with Danny Ocean?
0: I would never leave him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I saw someone give this movie like three stars because they were like, "This is sexist," and I was like, sure. "I have to." Decide. I think.
0: I think it is like a little. I don't think it's that bad. I am also a man, so
1: I'm a woman. I can say I don't think it's that sexist. I think it's they could. I think it's one of those. Now that we live in Coven era, it's very easy to be like, ah, this movie does not have more than one female character. Ergo, it's sexist. And I'm like, it's
0: it's fully it's using kind of the tropes that were very common at the time. Yeah, which is you know, hero get girl at end.
1: It's also not as bad as the movie we watched last week. Maybe that's. Colored. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, true, yeah.
1: Maybe that's coloured my viewing. <laughs> where I'm like, yay! Yeah, uh,
0: Jay isn't in this, <laughs> last, no, so that's automatic.
1: Imagine if he was. Imagine Jay in Look, this movie.
0: If, if either Jay or Silent Bob ever cameo in any of these other films we watch, I'm going to explode. They cameo in The Flash, and I lost my mind, Did like the actually? TV show. Not
1: after they actually. Yeah. Uh, we also have mentioned another in- integral part of the team. Which is I'm going to mispronounce this, and I'm very sorry. Which is Jin uh, Xiaobo who plays the amazing Yan. I have a
0: very important question to ask about the amazing Yan. Yes, yes. In the version that you watched, okay, was there subtitles for any of the things that he said? No. Okay, cool.
1: Well, it was Good. for you. No. Okay. Because
0: there were no subtitles at all for my one.
1: Yeah. Um, no, the so like that's this is the first movie he ever acted in. Okay. He's a he did all his own stuff. Yeah, he's a gymnast. He's yeah. a gymnast. Um, he's he's
0: also very clearly one of those guys where they're like we just need a gymnast we don't really care too much about how much he can act. yeah
1: yeah so like I think when he the whole thing about him like not speaking I don't like not great but also like yeah they would just fully like have a guy who's very good at doing flips yeah Yeah, exactly Um,
0: yeah like there, there are a couple of jokes about where it's him saying something in Chinese and nobody else understands it yeah but there's like There's like two of them, and they both are actually funny, uh, (laughs) because it's clearly like him being really annoyed at something, and the rest of them are like, "Uh, well, yeah. yeah." We're sorry. Yeah. Uh, We get the
1: gang together, and we go to Ruben's house, and I feel like you can tell...
0: I want to be Ruben. (laughs) One thing, one weird thing about Ruben...
1: Is that he constantly wears a golden necklace and smokes a cigar and nothing else?
0: It's not even the golden necklace. It's that it's a very prominently displayed uh, star of David. That's a that's
1: a thing. Like it, that. It, yeah. it
0: is. Yeah, it is. But it, I don't know. For this particular character and his kind of whole deal, it's a little a little dicey, maybe.
1: Well, I think the actual actor is Jewish.
0: Yeah, yeah. Adds up. I, it was just something that I noticed, and I was like, oh, okay.
1: I. We now live in common era compared to two thousand and one.
0: <laughs> we live in the year that you are currently listening to this.
1: <laughs> but I think this is the, this is the most nineteen sixties moment of the movie. I feel when they're just like the guys are sitting around a pool; they're all kind of meeting each other. You get a little bit of each kind of character of the, the seven boys and Reuben. And but then when they ex- the
0: Mormons tries to convert um, Saul, the old guy, uh, love Saul, Saul's great.
1: But this is also when we figure out kind of more of the plan, yeah. And you kind of see what this, the scheme is. So basically, what the understanding of the plan of kind of this stage is, they need to get to this like amazing vault. They're going to basically put the acrobat into the vault some way. They're going to use him to kind of blow the doors, and then they're going to steal the money.
0: What they're going to do is they're going to load him into one of the like cash cages, yeah. What they're
1: called yeah.
0: Um, and they're going to bring him down, pretending that he's loaded cash from one of the casinos. Mm-hmm.
1: You so you basically realize that like Saul's part of the game is he's basically going to be like a rich like Russian oligarch that's going to befriend yeah. the casino owner and that's Saul's... going to be their kind of high roller to get away into yeah. the casino. Each
0: each of the guys has a very kind of distinct defined role, which is. Very funny because Matt Damon doesn't have one for a long time in the film until you find out that actually he did have one all along. Yeah. But you didn't know about it and he didn't know about it either. Because
1: he kind of, he thinks I'm just a scout.
0: Exactly. What he thinks is, he's a scout. He also thinks that Danny Ocean is basically taking him onto this job to... Train him up. To train him up. Yeah. He's, for most of the film, he's shadowing Danny.
1: Yeah. Which I think is a fascinating idea.
0: Yeah. It's
1: almost um, like George Clooney he was like I like you Matt yeah I'm gonna make you a
0: movie <laughs> star <laughs> uh but Saul's job is he's the actor uh, <sighs> his whole job is to pretend to be a Russian oligarch and basically like bluff his way into the high rollers table so that he can get Terry on his good side and get him to put a thing into like put the explosive basically into the vault
1: can I just say as well totally believe you would be a Russian oligarch yeah
0: (laughs) he's so convincing immediately he's the most Russian man I've ever seen in my life you're also not told that that's what his this is my favourite thing that this film does is it withholds information from you until the exact moment where you realise oh this is perfect
1: Um, but it also does things as well like with the we'll talk about it later but say the 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 pine scented um, yes yeah it tells you what the plan is but it doesn't tell you the plan exactly you see elements of it and if you're Mm. like you kind of go oh that's weird because I haven't seen X and then at the end it's like a very well constructed like I'm gonna you know like a mise en place yeah it's like that like you're watching him do all the prep and then you're just yeah. watching him cook in front of you. And I'm like, let him cook. Yeah. Um, um,
0: I, I think this is, this does something, right? That I adored, which is, it's a it's a thing in all heist movies where if the plan is explained to you- You're bored. At the begin- no, if the plan is explained to you at the beginning of the film, you know that something is going to go wrong. Yeah. Because you can't have a heist film where they just tell you exactly what, they're going to do Mm -hmm. and then they just do it and nothing goes wrong yeah what this film does is it tells you some of the plan yeah and it leads you to believe at certain points that the plan is going terribly wrong but then it turns out that that's just another part of the plan it's so good you
1: know what the plan is but the big question you don't know about the plan and they set it up like Ruben sets this up in his introductory scene is you never know how they're going to get the money out of the casino yeah, And they, they don't answer that question until like the last 10 minutes of the movie. So you, after they get the yeah. money out of the casino.
0: You, you don't know that how they're going to get the money out of the casino. There's also like four points of stress in this plan. Yeah. That are pushed and do look like they're going to just break the whole thing. Yeah. And then they don't because they were planned for. <laughs>
1: there is a point where things go nearly go fucked yeah. up. So like after this. Yeah. After we get the group together and basically we find out that the whole plan is we're going to rob... They're gonna do the, the robbery and the fight night. Then we get to the prep stage of the plan. I love prepping. Yeah. So they're like, there is one thing is like I knew. Have you never seen this movie before? I have like, never seen this film. I've seen the movie before. I
0: so like my housemate, Irene, came down or came home even at the point where they were in the vault. Yeah. And from that point on, I was like, okay, how the f- I was fully just like talking to Irene, like. Here are all of my theories on how they're going to get this out. Yeah. One of them was almost right. Yeah. One of them was completely right, actually. Never mind. What was it? Uh, It was that they weren't cops.
1: Oh, the SWAT team? Yeah. So you don't know about the SWAT team until so late.
0: Yeah. Because they also pull that same trick earlier on as well. With? We'll talk about it when we get to it.
1: Um... What was I going to... I had fully lost my train of thought. Because I've seen this movie before. Yeah. So when they make the point... So after, when they do the prep stage, they're basically... They're doing... The, they're hunting at the casino. They're doing kind of their reconnaissance. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they build a replica of the vault to practice the vault. And that's when I went, oh, this is really smart because... Like, spoiler for the end of the movie. We're talking about the movie. Yeah. They, they, they tricked him by filming the vault. Yeah, And I, exactly. I, re- I remember that was how they got out. It was like, this is the... They, They filmed the vault and I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, this is so smart because there's a line that someone goes like, oh, this is for the acrobat to practice and he goes, Mm -hmm. and for other things. And then they never mention the the vault again. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's so smart. (laughs) It's so smart. But it's what I love when you're saying that like, the plan is explained to you and you'll go back and watch it and you're like, oh, this is this bit, this is bit, this bit. Like there's another point where they talk about buying two vans, but they only ever show you one van. Mm -hmm. And you're like, jeez. And they have
0: like a long scene where... Uh... And
1: you see that one van loads. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. You, you, There's this long scene where Frank goes and talks to the dealer. Yeah. Oh, it's really good.
1: Um, so they, they plan it out. They put all these things in which you're like... Yeah, that's weird. Like, they, they yeah. put these lines in. And it's just a sign. It's a really well-written script. Mm. That it's... They know what the end point is. And they're like, okay, we know what the, the heist is going to be. We know what the place the heist is like the plan is. And they're not doing the thing where they have like written the heist and they're like, how do we get dramatic, like, how do we get this kind of dramatically done? They're like, mm. okay, we know they're gonna successfully do the heist. How do we have the heist go well, but they're still like it's still entertaining for the audience to yeah. watch. And that and like you can you watch this movie and it's still really entertaining because it's mm. really like intricately well done. And like it's quite fun like it's very funny in places as well. Um, Casey does a lot of comedic acting. Oh, Casey's this. great! I do. Oh, yeah, Casey
0: is in this. Oh, uh, yeah, me yeah, mention that.
1: Um, yeah. I did say I do think it's funny that Casey and his brother just do all the jobs. Yeah, it's <laughs> so funny. That's the role. Of this. Um, but going back to the scouting, um,
0: well, it's because that their actual job is only at the very end of the heist. Like the the actual thing that they have been hired to do is the last stage of it. So up until then, they're basically just kind of doing whatever. I would say needs to be like, done. their
1: job at the end of the heist is. Well, because only Casey drives the, the getaway car. And he doesn't even really drive it. Because Ruben's driving him as well.
0: Yeah, but like the... Both... The, the reason that it's stated that they're hired and the scene where they're introduced is I just realized there's 11,
1: 11 of them. It's 11 on a SWAT team. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: what a movie! There's probably 10 on a SWAT team, so they need an eleventh one. Yeah, to... because they didn't
0: have George there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: A movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah... Well, no, because George is in the SWAT team, isn't he?
0: No, he isn't. No, because he... He's him, back in the room getting beaten up.
1: No, he, cause, you know, he hasn't gotten out of the room because he has to get out of the vault with the SWAT team. He's in the vault. Him and Matt are in the vault.
0: Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah no, you're right. Anyways,
1: we're talking about the end of the movie. When they do the reconnaissance, Matt. they basically send Matt out to do the reconnaissance. Mm. And he's like, this is my favourite part of the night when she comes down to dinner. You also learn about Terry. Terry is a fuck, like...
0: Terry's a... Terry is a sociopath <laughs> um, he's a
1: sociopath but you understand immediately and why he has all this money and has all these businesses yeah. you understand why he's like an galactic level threat
0: this is another thing that I love in a heist film mm-hmm. where the like the, the person that they're robbing has a specifically defined schedule and because of that you were able to figure it out straight away and so they just kind of explain it to you yeah. which sets up basically the rest of the film mm. it's like if anything goes wrong you know this person is going to be in this place at this time yeah
1: it's around when they're doing this kind of scouting you you, you find out what the kind of the, the outline of the plan or the start of the plan yeah. anyway and which we'll explain after we do the Julia Roberts scenes because Julia <laughs> Roberts
0: is in this movie
1: and Matt Damon's like this is <laughs> yeah Matt Damon's like this is the best part of my day yeah. and I was like
0: this is the first Part where you realise that Danny has been withholding information... From Rusty. From... From
1: everyone but Rusty mostly. So
0: you think at this point he's been withholding it from Rusty. Rusty knows the whole time.
1: You think so? Yeah. I think he's quite annoyed when he realises Julia Roberts is in the plan.
0: I don't. I think... I think... No, I think he is. I think he looks like that because it's an act. Because there's so... There are so many parts of this that are both Danny, Rusty and Saul bamboozling the audience Software and bamboozling group. the group yeah. bamboozling the rest of the eleven
1: I think personally and we can disagree
0: mm-hmm.
1: I think my reading of it is Danny is doing the like and I want to win back Tess mm. but I think Rossi does not know about it until at this point if that sure. makes sense okay. then he does because I think like it makes sense that like the whole thing about like Danny being taken away and all that stuff, mm. because you're right. Like the minute Danny walks into the into the room and he's been like convicted, he's gonna go back to prison. Yeah. Your man's gonna be like, because that also is part of the ploy of like Danny is kind of the main cover that Terry focuses all his rage on Danny, mm. so he doesn't keep an eye out for all the other suspicious activity. But I, the... I,
0: yeah, I think the the scene with him going to meet Tess at dinner is.
1: The second time?
0: The f- first time.
1: The first time when Terry a- appears.
0: Yes, exactly. Yeah. I think that is crucial to plot.
1: But I think that happens after uh, Rusty finds out. Oh, does it? Yeah. Because Rusty's with Matt when he goes, Julie Robert comes down and then Terry comes down to dinner. Like,
0: oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Because yeah. that's what I mean. I think the plan... Yes, is- no,
0: it is. Yeah, because yeah. he says, oh, yeah, no, her name is Tess. I know her.
1: Yeah. yeah. I think okay. that's when the plan changes. Sure. Not of the plan changes. I think... Danny's plan is always, I want to win Tess back. I, I mean, Danny's plan is I want to get revenge on Terry. Yeah. But I think the, the added bonus of, and I want to get Tess away from him. Mm-hmm. I think that's when this is realized to Rusty. Because I think Rusty is like, why the fuck is she here? Complicates things. Sure. Like, we could be wrong. We are not the script writers. Yes. Yeah. But I, that's how I read it. But yeah. July August. Ah, you know Gillianopsis is great in this movie because she appears and you instantly understand why.
0: She is she's just... severely underutilized in this. She's used think... more
1: in the later movies from what I've heard. Oh,
0: really? Yeah. Okay. Is um, she the 12th in Ocean's 12?
1: Potentially, yeah. Yes. She doesn't really have a character because she's basically like she's mm. Danny's ex-wife mm. who they were together for years and she did not know he was a con man. He gets... You never find out why Danny goes to prison. It was some con that went sideways. Yeah. He gets caught. She...
0: That He refers to it, to Ruben, as a, that one thing, that one time. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You don't know the sequence of events of she finds out he's a con man and he leaves and he has a MNTB. Mm. Or if it's he's doing a con, she finds out and then it goes sideways. Like, you never... You don't know what happened. Yeah. But she's basically... They, like... She
0: served the divorce papers of, uh, like, on his last day in prison. <sighs>
1: incredible yeah. so like she's dating Terry she's an art gallery like she runs the art gallery in one of the casinos now uh, this was actually filmed in the casino in the Bellagio
0: oh cool so I... like
1: they rented they were like given like a quarter of the casino just to film in which nice. is incredible and I think it really adds to it because you really feel like it's a casino yeah like definitely, them yeah. like a lot of the footage of them um like on the C- they have like CCTV cameras they have kids that's a CCTV network. that's like it's a scene
0: it's one good. Th- that is one of the first things they do in the prep. Yeah. Is that they the first thing that they do is they test the response time for the uh CCTV cameras being covered. Yeah. Where Brad Pitt just walks in with a bunch of balloons for Oh, it Casey? It's
1: Casey because he Casey. gets into a fight with his brother.
0: Yeah, he, oh yeah, that was it. Yeah, he gets into a fight with his brother and he lets go of the balloons and one of the co- cameras gets covered. Yeah. And they wait and see how long it takes for somebody to realise.
1: We so we like this movie so much we keep jumping between scenes. Oh,
0: I just... Oh, there's so many bits that I keep getting reminded of that I love.
1: George yeah. and Tess's confrontation where Tess goes, this is why I leave you. I think it's the... Julian doesn't get a lot to do in this movie. That, that being her kind of big monologue scene, mm-hmm. it's great. I yeah. think it's a fantastic. Because mm-hmm. you can totally understand why this woman really likes her, her ex husband, but oh. she's just like, fuck you, you lied to me. Yeah. I mean, she's just such a great actress. <sighs> she's so good. Have you heard the story of how, how Brad centered the script? No. So, Brad, not Brad, sorry, George centered the script. So, with George and Julie Roberts have done loads of movies together. Sure. I think they're quite good friends as well. He sent her the script with uh, twenty dollars attached and a note saying, "I heard you get twenty for a picture because it had recently been publicized that she was getting like paid like twenty million dollars per picture." <laughs> 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 and I'm just That's like, "Damn, George
0: Clooney! <laughs> he's handsome and smooth. Damn,
1: <laughs> and he's punching up because his wife is so fucking incredible." Who's his wife? His wife is this like amazing humanitarian lawyer. Nice. who's, like, defended, like, like, I mean, we'll figure out his wife, I think her name's, like, Amaran Mor- or something. Sure. But she is, like, I think she's been nominated for, like, a Nobel Peace Prize or something like nice. Like, it is, you meet her and you're like, oh my god, you are an incredible woman. George's punching, like, oh, <laughs> oh, amazing. Sorry. Look,
0: for George Clooney to be punching up, you gotta be, <laughs> you it gotta may- be rad. <laughs> yeah,
1: she's rad. She's very cool.
0: Yeah. But, where were we? Uh,
1: we're talking about the... Julia
0: Roberts the, just showed up.
1: Re- Julia Roberts just showed up. I seen the kind of first really sneaky tension bit of the house is when they're doing the data hack with the little like IT guy when he has to sneak in.
0: Yeah. And you're yeah. like,
1: oh, he's sneaking into the <laughs> server room and he's yeah. so sweaty and he gets lost because he like rubs his hand and he like wipes off the ink. Yeah, he
0: has like the, the map written on his hand and he's sweating so much because he's so nervous. He like wipes his brow and it just gets completely fucked.
1: It sounds, I was saying this earlier before I. I got distracted. Like went back to talking about the point we we're really talking about. So the Bellagio where they filmed it gave them their actual CCTV like CCTV oh, really? footage. Oh, cool. So all of that is the actual like CCTV from the casino, which I think just adds this really interesting element to it. Because-
0: mm, I wonder how that worked with the people in that footage.
1: Because they gave them so much of the casino to do it in. They just closed oh, down. Oh, of course. So yeah. yeah. They just closed down that section and were like, okay, people are going to film in this. Sure, like... they
0: just go send extras in. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Great. Cool.
1: Isn't film great? Yeah. Yeah. Movies are
0: kind of good, actually, maybe, sometimes. Maybe
1: when we watch a good movie, it's really <laughs> fun. Yeah. <laughs> We've been going so crazy. The soup really has melted our brains. we
0: got the Majestic coming up.
1: Supposedly that movie's not bad. <laughs>
0: We'll see. We'll
1: see. Are we are we into the heist? Right. I think we're I, into, think... I think we're ready for that. No, we have to talk about the big bomb.
0: Oh, the the pinch. The pinch. Yes. So, so um the,
1: this is the only point of the heist that you're like the first point of the heist that you're like, "Oh shit, this is actually going to go bad."
0: Is, is our our IT guy going in?
1: Well, you think that's that's normal just high heist tension stuff, but sure. you're like they're gonna they're gonna hack in yeah. because Yeah,
0: he he gets into the camera. But the, but the yeah.
1: point of the Heist gets potentially like oopsie doopsies is they blow up Ruben's casino and that's like the day before the fight. So you're yes. like seeing these kind of montages. I love the, that the
0: the whole thing is scheduled to happen around like a, a boxing match, match that's being held in the, the Bellagio. Bellagio. Yeah.
1: yeah. So say that's happening the match happening on a Saturday on yeah. like the Wednesday or the Thursday. They blow up this old casino of Rubens. Um, I love that scene because oh yeah, it's great. Everyone everyone turns around to watch the casino explode. Mm -hmm. They obviously have this like crowd shot, and it's everyone and like they're wearing. just Yeah, because they've
0: got a bunch of people there. Like it's a big.
1: I think they've got the two. No, not
0: Ruben. Um, Terry pushes the little plunger.
1: Is it Terry or is it a two box like fighters? Oh no,
0: it is a two fighters. I think it's two fighters. So it's obviously
1: part of the whole thing and Julia's there because she's dating Terry because yeah. it's like ter- ter- it's basically Terry doing a victory lap yeah and everyone turns around to watch the casino fall and George just is there and he's looking no, at Julia it's
0: not even they wa- turn around to watch the casino fall it's after it falls when the dust is going yeah oh. Um. everybody else turns around to like look away from it and George is just staring at it oh, it's that's... also a great part in this where um, this is all kind of Interlaced with shots of Don Cheadle's character, Uh uh, Basher, who Mm. is their demolitions expert, We've not talked about
1: Basher in this movie. We don't need to
0: talk about him too much. No. His job is blowing things up and kind of fucking around with electricity. Yeah. But he's there getting his little setup ready. And he's watching the demolition on the TV. Uh Uh-huh. But there's, there's a shot of him... Watching the TV where we're looking at him, and you can see the demolition happening out the window behind him.
1: I heard a rumor that they actually demolished a building. There was a building getting really? demolished. I don't know. I think it's another movie I'm thinking of. Okay. I don't think it's this movie because they show you the demolition so many times. Yeah. That it can't just be but the I mean, demolition. Like, it
0: could have just been that they had. Two cameras out because they show a shot of it being demolished from outside. Yeah. They show a shot of it being demolished from inside Don Cheadle's mm. apartment.
1: I don't, I, I'm probably thinking of a different movie. I could be wrong. Mm. But this is actually when the first big kerfuffle of the heist happens. Yeah. Because they basically had a, they're, they're full, the, you know this about the heist now, which is they're going to have the power go out in the building because that's how they're going to break into the vault, is they need the power to go out for a few seconds because like mm-hmm. there's like lasers and shit. The power goes out when they do the demolition, and it's basically they find they find their kind of weak point in um the system that they were going to exploit. Yeah.
0: They basically accidentally do what the crew were going to do, yeah, and then they're like, "Oh shit, we gotta fix this actually, we need to and so we they have- go and fix it.
1: But how they do it is they do another heist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they, yeah. Can, they go uh, to like Oppenheimer's museum or something.
0: No, they go to uh, they go to a college. They go to like some the col- California
1: Institute of Technology.
0: Yeah. But uh, like,
1: that's I've heard of that before. I don't know why. Like that's familiar to me for some reason. Sure. Yeah.
0: But Basher is like, look, there is another way that we can do this. You know, nukes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh you know the way when a nuke goes off it sets off like an EMP yeah. where it turns off all the electricity or whatever. There are these things that can do the EMP part but without the nuke part. So you get I think the line is you get the 1700s instead of Hiroshima. Um, it's like you know, there's only one of them big enough to do to, to do, do what do. we need done. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And it's in this California Institute of Technology. Uh
1: I will say the EMP, this is purely because of my father. Uh My dad's a little bit obsessed with EMPs.
0: Sure. I wonder why. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Because he's just like, if this because my dad works in IT security. Mm. So he's very like aware of different forms of cyber attacking. Uh Uh-huh. EMP his biggest fear is as an emp attack yeah because it will cripple the world
0: uh-huh.
1: um he's like cars will stop working hannah everything yeah. will stop working <laughs> hannah and i'm like i'm aware dad so we were watching this and he's like emp and i just turned and looked at him and he was like told you um uh- so when the car starts working again i'm like well that wouldn't happen because there- well it might be in the early 2000s because there probably isn't a microprocessor in the car by now but now they wouldn't
0: work yeah now they wouldn't uh one thing I love about this little heist that they do to go in and get the the pinch which is what, they, what he calls it is it's shown entirely from outside the building I also we love never how never see th- any of it inside I
1: also love how Matthew kind of fucks it up
0: yeah <laughs> shout out to MPD MPD um yeah, MPD's job the whole time is just shadowing George Clooney, he basically. Sh-
1: he's shadowing George Clooney, but he's also kind of like...
0: Just generally gathering information.
1: He's kind... The role you realise what he's playing is he's playing the everyman in the group. Yeah. Where he needs His role is basically to be unassuming. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't know if that's what his role is yet. Because no. that's part of... Like because a- of
0: course, because once you realise that's what your role is, you can't do it anymore.
1: Yeah. But the, the, the pinch heist is very funny because they're basically like you fucking stay in the van yeah what you now know is because they don't want him his face being anywhere because they don't want Terry to know who he is mm. um, And <laughs> something I love like, I just I love visual comedy
0: yeah I love
1: visual comedy there's this is great the bit
0: where the bit where he's running up the stairs
1: oh the bit where he runs in the door they run in and they open another door yeah. and they're like it's just so funny it's such a yeah. Steven Soderbergh like comedic movie yeah like It seems actually I forgot how much I love Steven Soderbergh as a a like comedy
0: There was something else that Steven Soderbergh directed that we talked about It's Shea It's Shea Part 2 Shea
1: Part 2 Matthew is his muse He's he's been in nine of his movies Just
0: like us (laughs)
1: <laughs> Steven Soderbergh you're welcome on the podcast whenever we've got the big chair for you right here the big
0: chair ready to go Yeah. Um,
1: but Logan Lucky is like Logan Lucky is another you'd really like Logan Lucky I think Okay. Uh, it's a heist movie at an indie car race but everyone in it is like thanks to are Danny Ocean but they're like Beavis and Butthead nice. it's very good Hell. Sebastian Stan's in it but he's like Shout an out. absolute bastard in it Uh Shout
0: out to Beavis and Butthead Uh, My guys
1: I think Adam Driver's in it And he's like He's like playing I'm
0: out I'm done Why? No more Adam Driver I can't I can't
1: Daniel Craig's in it and He's very good
0: Uh, We're back baby Yeah we're
1: back That's very good I really like it Should we get into the heist?
0: Yeah let's get to the heist
1: (laughs) Yeah The heist is great.
0: The heist is fantastic. This is one of the best film heists I've ever seen.
1: It's just so well done. Yeah. This is why I think, I I know everyone's like, oh, the oceans are great. I think the other two aren't as good because the heist isn't as good, if that makes sense. I haven't seen them. I could be wrong. Sure. But the heist is just so well done because it's what you said earlier. Every single bit is so, you think something's going wrong and then actually it's going perfectly. Mm -hmm. I love, you also find out that Danny has been blown because he's been blocked from the hotel,
0: yeah, because he went and he he went to a restaurant when Julia Roberts was there, about to meet up with Terry. Yeah, and he basically sat down, and had a talk with her, and Terry was like, "Terry you. showed and Terry showed up."
1: I was like, "You, um, yeah." So he's been black or black or red flagged in the hotel, red flagged, or yeah, yeah. So they're like, "Matt, you're now taking George's job," and yeah. he's like, "What?" <laughs> And basically, what Matt's job in this movie is—and you've heard what Matt's job is in, because it's in the fucking title sequence for the podcast
0: Nevada, Nevada Gaming commission. commission.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he has to basically pretend to be the Nevada Gaming Commission because they—they yeah. they tell you, Sheldon in- Lewis,
0: commission. I believe. Yeah. yeah.
1: They basically tell you for every bet they place in the casino on the fight night, they have to have the same amount in cash because it basically has to be like, what if you have to do all your bets
0: exactly? Yeah. If they have to, they have to be able to pay out every bet yeah. that has been placed.
1: So that's the reason they do it on the fight night because it's like 150 million. Mm-hmm. So he's basically there to be like, I'm the gaming commission. Another thing has happened with the gaming commission, so he he's there. Yeah, I love the gaming. I love that. I want to talk about that comedic that scene with him and Frank in a bit because I think it's really funny. It's
0: so funny. It's
1: so funny. Yeah. But like, it's that's this is the way reason the movie is just so funny. It's just they just they give you a lot of time for it's obvious so obvious that these guys are being suspicious. Mm-hmm. But because these are people trying to, like, do their normal work day, they don't think it's suspicious. Yeah. It's (laughs) so good.
0: And, like, another thing is that all of the characters are so well-established so quickly that, like, it's that comedy thing where it's just taking a character that you understand very well and putting them into a situation that they don't work well in. That's so funny.
1: Like, the reason that Matthew, or his name's Linus in the movie, the reason Linus goes in after when they're doing the pinch robbery, is he's stuck in the car with Casey Affleck and his brother and they just constantly fight whenever they're on screen. It's so funny. Like, it's quite stupid, but it's so funny. It's
0: really funny, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There are a couple of things that are set up before the heist actually happens. Yeah. Which is, we see Saul getting ready for his big performance as this Russian oligarch. And he's sitting on his bed and he gets up and he kind of, like, stumbles a little bit you see him taking looks,
1: medication you
0: see him taking medication yeah
1: he also sets um, it up with Terry when he's in his Russian oligarch persona yeah that he basically is getting a delivery the night of the fight and he wants to put them in the vault mm-hmm. so that's you like okay that's how they're getting the things into the vault yeah you also know that once once they put the acrobat into the cage they have 30 minutes to blow open the doors of the vault or yes. he suffocates yeah and you see them practicing where he basically has to do this thing where he like is in the in this kind of little cage. It's like a like a bit like a steel bin. Yeah. And he has to like do a flip on to get to like open the doors of the vault. Mm-hmm. Um, which you like see him doing the practice thing, and then you see it again when they're yeah. doing the robbery.
0: I think I I, I think from here on, Ed's more interesting to talk about the things that look like they're going wrong.
1: So the, one of the main things that looks there's a every every member of the heist has like a oh shit moment I yeah. feel like besides Matt Matthew yeah. and Frank they're perfect in their <laughs> roles
0: yeah one of the big ones is that uh, Danny Ocean gets uh, kidnapped, kidnapped and beaten essentially yeah
1: <laughs> he gets he walks in because he's basically that's the thing before the heist starts he does the same thing he did before where. Terry's been grabbed by Matt to do that, his kind of side of the heist. Mm -hmm. He goes and stops, runs into Julia. Yeah. And basically is like, I'm off. Yeah. I'm going back to, I'm saying goodbye. Uh, And he kind of gives her one last kiss and lets her on her way. Yeah. A kiss on the cheek. And he goes, she goes to the fight. Mm -hmm. And as he's leaving, he gets grabbed by two of Terry's goons <laughs> and thrown into like a, a conference room—the
0: only room in the building that does not have a camera in. Yeah, we've established. Yeah, um,
1: and, and and then Terry comes to visit him after he he's done dealing with them the Matthew show.
0: Yeah. No, does the does the bigger guy show up first, or does Terry show up? first? Terry
1: shows up first. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, this is another one of those things where it might be a little easier to talk through like yeah,
1: each character, individual
0: plots, rather than. Uh,
1: let's leave Matthew to the end because he kind of coincides back with George which we've just kind of talked about yeah definitely so <laughs> so Saul's whole gambit is
0: <laughs> Saul's gambit is hilarious because he's just pretending to be this Russian oligarch just
1: being a Russian oligarch just playing
0: at the high rollers table the whole time
1: waiting for this delivery of emeralds which that's when you see um the buster making is the fake emeralds yeah um uh, you know basher which, sorry basher yeah. Which you then realize later is the explosives. Yeah. Which is I'm like, oh genius! Mm-hmm. That's how you get them into the vault. Yeah. Um, you learn this at the end of the movie, but it appears that Saul is just having a heart attack. <laughs> yeah,
0: because they've said enough that he looks deathly ill. Um, yeah. He has had this moment, like in, in the, the in the apartment where he's getting ready, where he's like clearly disoriented and doesn't like it, time needs he's to take sweating a second. Like crazy. He's se- sweating so much. <laughs> And he has a heart attack and dies. <laughs> like he's watching them bringing the fucking briefcase the in. into the into the vault because Terry is like, okay, uh, no, on the, as they're going, so he just pointed it at me. Yeah, uh, as the briefcase is being brought in, and it's being brought they, in by the boys. The, it's being brought in by the boys who are pretending to be this Russian oligarch's bodyguards. And they could I be like But Stop. they're they're walking across the casino floor and just this random dude I love who was a uh, Bucky Buchanan uh, <laughs> just is like Saul! Is that young, Bucky? Sol, I know Bucky. you.
1: Is that, is that a reference to something Bucky Buchanan?
0: Uh James Barrn's Buchanan is Bucky. Uh, Bucky, Bucky Bars, is Bucky yeah. Barron, but Bucky is just a general nickname for the name Buchanan. Yeah. Like it's from long before then. I know. That's just rough. looks like it because your brain has been destroyed by the MCU.
1: Now has been destroyed by Sebastian Stan Yummy Mine is not
0: <laughs> I have resisted thus far
1: You're doing a Mac Damon podcast
0: Not Sebastian Stan podcast Yes <laughs> Season 6 baby
1: <laughs> Season 6? <six? laughs> I mean, if we do season 6 we will be in our 30s
0: Yeah
1: <sighs> Sorry the passage of time um, anyway, anyway Speaking
0: of the passage of time For two hours ten minutes and says record. <laughs>
1: It's, it's going to be, be our, our longest, longest episode. episode. Yeah. <laughs> Guys so. I hope you, this is... Next. The
0: Majestic is going to be 40 minutes. In uh, in, in
1: out, baby. Yeah. Um, okay, so we've done yeah. Saul's. So, no, so
0: Terry is suspicious of Saul because this guy... Lets, he also just doesn't
1: trust him. Like, it's yeah. a random Russian oligarch. He's never heard of him before, but he's been spending enough money that he looks kind of credible. Yeah,
0: but this guy calling him by a different name on the casino floor, who clearly... St- Thinks he knows him but Saul is denying Hmm. any involvement with he's like okay no I don't I don't trust you at all what we're gonna do is we're gonna let you take all that shit down into the vault but you're going to sit and watch it happening on the monitor. So
1: I'm not capable for whatever the fuck goes down.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And this is when he has the heart. attack. This is when
1: he has a heart attack and dies. And you're watching. A, there's kind of a definite like end of the the end of the part of that hack, the hack, which kind of coincides with him collapsing. Yeah. Um. So before that, you also see the boys get salt goodies or his like emeralds are mm-hmm. on a, in a briefcase, and yep. that is in the cage that you see Casey and his brother kind of bring in.
0: Yeah, with the amazing Yang with also amazing, in it.
1: With the amazing Yang in it, and that is kind of like. Them sinking that in is so funny because their whole kind of (laughs) shtick is they start bickering and people find their bickering so annoying because they're like basically dressed as like people who work in the, you know, uh, in the uh, casino Mm. that they're just like, stop, we need to look professional. So that's how they kind of get the cage in. So I'm trying to think like... Um, uh,
0: Basher is kind of vibing for most of this. Basher is like, Basher
1: is driving the EMP because that's yeah. kind of the point where the EMP goes off. As I say, it's like the first part of the mm. the, the hack and yeah. uh, the, the heist. What Matt basically does as a member of the, the Nevada <laughs> Gaming Commission, he goes up to Terry and he's like, "I'm really sorry. I know it's a fight night, but like we were here anyway because we just wanted to make sure everything was on board with this fight. And we've noticed that this guy is prote- faking his identity because yeah. that's another thing. The the book the Guy that uh George meets at the very start of the movie, Frank.
0: He's in the eleven. He's
1: he's in the eleven. He's goes to work in the casino. So he's been working in the casino there for like two weeks. You originally think it's because he's just like getting information. It's basically for this point where Matt goes to him and is like, <laughs> you're your this is your actual identity. You like baked your identity to work here you are a criminal you are not allowed to work in this casino and he's like like, you fucking racist cracker the
0: the fact that i love that we learn at the beginning of the film that terry has this very strict schedule that Mm -hmm. he adheres to and we realize once the house begins that so much of it is based on disrupting his schedule and making him late
1: making him late and making him flustered
0: exactly because he's yeah. just
1: he's just not thinking clearly because so much other stuff has gone on and
0: it's also fight night like, it's also
1: it's probably the busiest night of his like it, it year. is
0: the busiest night of the year for him yeah they go through like a list of um like the vault has this much money on, in it on like a weekday night yeah this much money on in it on, on a saturday saturday this much money like 16k or something like that Uh, No, 160k yeah on a fight night
1: 160 mil
0: oh mil sorry never mind yeah
1: 160k yeah that's not
0: that's not enough for a heist
1: no um so like the not a very profitable heist maybe
0: yeah Yeah. (laughs) maybe one guy
1: um but that's the whole thing you're completely right where it's like and that's and that's the kind of the genius of it of like he's flustered because like Danny's here so he's like so he's just so like you know that like he's returning he does all mm. this stuff he goes and co- to the kind of floor You he- also
0: realise that Danny going and talking to Tess, Tess was also part of this
1: Yeah because the night before Danny being here he is like Danny is just like fucking devil that's like haunting my casino he also
0: knows that Danny is a thief
1: yeah so Um, he's like Danny is here that is like a chaotic energy I have to deal with I have to deal with this fucking Russian oil oligarch who's asked me (laughs) this weird request so he's like that's fine I can deal with that oh no why is the fucking Nevada Gaming Commission here I'm already kind of late um and then he has this very awkward scene where he has to watch his man get fired. A member of the Nevada Gaming Commission a be accused he of racism. racism. And Matthew yeah. is so pathetic here.
0: He's channeling he Tom also, Ripley here, I feel. He, he, he also, like, intentionally, accidentally...
1: Bumps into him.
0: Bump, uh, intentionally, accidentally bumps into him. But, uh, like, moments before that, he intentionally uses a, like, a racially insensitive term... <laughs> um, and the guy is like, "What the fuck did you just call it's me?" It's so and, good, yeah, because really you really good. You can just because it's, it's this moment where he says this. The guy goes for him. He bumps past Terry. He can like cowers, he kind of cowers him. away, and then like you can see Terry is focused on the other guy, and Matt just kind of like gives him a nod. And it's like he's done. He's done it. Yeah. It's like,
1: it's just so well done because you totally imagine like it feels... you, can, you can imagine in a worse movie they would show you the prep scene yeah. for it.
0: Because because of the way that it's shown, it feels like Frank didn't know about any of this. Yeah. Um it's so good.
1: But it's also like a worse movie would have this be a really long scene of Matt saying more and more racially insensitive stuff to get a yeah. laugh out of you. Exactly. And this yeah. movie it's like no this is how it would actually go it would just be really intense you know why terry is like for fuck's sake
0: yeah
1: he's I mean, this is the reason they do it is you know part of the schedule of terry is he has these codes to the vault so he gets given them like 15 minutes before he changes so you're like this is yeah. a part of the like strict schedule so he gets delayed all this he doesn't get to have dinner so he's like he, he didn't get to have dinner so he's hangy yeah
0: and he he's didn't not, get to see tess
1: he, didn't get to see, he, he does see tess But he basically, like, before he gets to see Tess, he does the Nevada gaming stuff. Then he goes and is basically like, Danny, fucking leave my girlfriend alone. Yeah. (laughs) And he's like, I'm leaving. And he's like, good. You're going to get beaten up now. Yeah. And then Matthew scrolls away with the codes. Yeah. And then at the kind of same time, you see Danny is about to get the living shit beat out of him. Mm -hmm. The fight is about to start. Yeah. And you also see the EMP is about to go off.
0: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and this is also when
1: it's all collapses. So, you know, yeah. Like, some so much stuff kind of happens and you're like, where is this going?
0: One of my favourite parts of it is the part where... Uh, also, uh, during all of this, Rusty is for the most part in, like, the, the room that they have booked yeah. for the Russian oligarch, which is their kind of base of operations for the whole thing. Yeah. With our IT guy keeping an eye on the cameras.
1: You, Rusty's role is more in the end. You know what his role is at the by the it's, end of-
0: It's... In the planning stage and at the end. Like, we, we find out what he does at the end. But he also but... does something
1: very funny after the EMP goes off.
0: Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Um, so the EMP goes off during the fight. Yeah. And I also, love...
0: The... Also, actually, before the mm-hmm. EMP goes off... Um, because when the EMP goes off is when George makes his escape. Um, is it? Yeah.
1: Because he gets... Basically, the man that they are going to send in who terry's hired to beat up danny
0: yeah he's just
1: a friend of danny's
0: he he it's just a guy that danny has previously paid off
1: and he's like oh how are your kids and he's yeah. like my wife's <laughs> pregnant <laughs> <yet."> again ah <laughs> like, oh, jeez, it happens yeah um i love something like that which is like of course yeah. danny would have befriended this guy before There's there are like, so
0: many parts of this that are just like oh this is a guy that danny knows
1: so the EMP goes off and the fight just goes thrown into chaos. Yeah, And th- Terry, Terry is so angry. Yeah. Because he's like, this is, you can just see in his mind, he's like, this is Danny Ocean's fault.
0: But he can't, <laughs> he he can't ca- prove it. He can't
1: prove yeah. it. Yeah. Because it could just be like, fully, there was a blackout like two days ago. It just could be another blackout. Yeah. I also love how everyone invades the boxing match. Yeah. Like you would just know, like, like, <sighs> I'm watching Twitter if that happens now.
0: That'd be so funny. It'd be
1: so good.
0: Yeah. Actually, no, not Twitter. X. Fuck off. And all. it would be terrible because it would be all neo Nazis.
1: At a boxing match?
0: No, on oh. X. Talking about it, I just
1: mean like n- the memes would be delicious. Oh
0: yeah, there would be good memes out of it. Did so yeah. I tell you
1: they're doing a F one race in Las Vegas this year?
0: Oh, Good luck. <laughs> it's at
1: six a. m. It's at midnight in Las Vegas. Hell yeah! Um, they're closing. And they're
0: driving in. A... No, I guess it's on the no, I guess... strip. Yeah, I guess Las Vegas is never dark.
1: But they're like closing down the strip, and they're going to be like driving down it. I think it's going to be messy.
0: They must be pumping some fucking insane money. You can into watch that. it
1: from the casinos. Like from the pe- like pentaxes in the casinos. Damn, I think it's cool.
0: I, I'm sure it is. I think it's um, an ob- obscene display of human uh, fucking... Hubris and love. Hubris, yeah.
1: yeah. F1's a stupid sport. Um, <laughs> we'll get to talking about F1 and when we get to Ocean's 13. <laughs> sure. I anyway. Talk- I get to talk about the, the Ocean's diamond that went missing.
0: All right, <laughs> Danny Ocean's diamond. Yeah, it's a real thing. Damn. Okay.
1: Um. Yeah, I'll explain when we get to the relevant movie. Um, sure. The MP goes off. Soul collapses. Uh-huh. You think you genuinely think he is dying? Yeah.
0: No, because it's it's been set up so far that like he just has some kind of health issue, and like when they first meet, even. Uh,
1: Brad, like, he's an old man.
0: He's, he is elderly. He is retired when he's first approached about the job. Yeah. And Brad is like, if at any point you feel like you need to step away from it, like, you're out. You're out you're of good. You're
1: good. You kind of get the vibe that Saul might be Rusty's mentor. That's kind of the vibe I got.
0: Yeah, because Rusty is also the one who sees him when he, goes, when he has that first little bit of a wobble. Yeah.
1: yeah. So it's very weird when they call a medic for Rusty. Are not us, They call a medic for, Sa- for Saul. And, and it's,
0: it's Brad Pitt. And it's Brad
1: Pitt and fucking Michael Myers' wig. Yeah. No, it's, no genuinely, it's a Michael yeah. Myers wig. Yeah,
0: no, it is. Yeah, it's 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 Brad Pitt and the fucking two attendants are Casey Affleck <laughs> and his. Twin. I do love that um, those
1: two fuckers are yeah. doing all the odd jobs. They're the everyman. It's so funny. So Brad, were, Pitt,
0: Brad Pitt comes in and he's fully like, "This man is dead. <laughs> this man has died."
1: After he's like running through because yeah, you're right. You're like, "What the fuck is Rusty?" Oh, yeah, Rusty's. So yeah,
0: you you realize it immediately once it's him that comes in. It's like, they just need to get this guy out of here. So they
1: get him out of here, Max,
0: and he's he goes back up to the control room and yeah. he's there for the for watching the rest him. of the heist. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's also at this point when the power goes down. You see because, no, it's, De, Danny Ocean gets out of the, um, we actually missed an important thing because before the EMP goes off, Matt sneaks into the bowels of the, yes, sneaks into the bowels of he the, he pretends
0: scene, he left something behind, left his
1: pager behind,
0: yeah and because Terry is so thrown off his schedule, he's he just, just like, he's just like, just go get it,
1: just go get it, he uses the code he's just stealing from Terry, goes yeah. down to this like, because he's a
0: pickpocket, yeah, that's why he's here. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But he also goes down into the bowels of kind of ele- this elevator and he's going down. And who appears from the roof but George Clooney. George. And he's like, what the fuck are you doing here? So they're like.
0: And, and George is like, do you really think I was going to sit this one out?
1: I will say, I do not understand their tops and this bit when they're doing the break. Why are they wearing these like short sleeve black t-shirts that have these like leather panels? Oh, it's cool. It looks cool, but it also looks very silly.
0: It's because they are expecting to get shot in the back. You
1: think so? Yeah. Did they? But it didn't look like Kevlar. I didn't think. It's, it just distracted. I had to comment on it because yeah. I was like, "This is why." So they they basically are hanging on these kind of like zip line things, waiting for the power goes off. So this is how they get through kind of these lasers yeah. that are in the elevator shop. The zip lines break and they fall in their faces, <laughs> and then they yeah. get in. But they get there anyway. um yeah. So they they get to kind of the doors. They do like a flashbang, get rid of the guards in front of the vault, mm. and this is the point where. Things. This is, the, this is the next part of the heist that you think things potentially could go wrong, mm-hmm. because earlier in the movie during the pinch heist, they not did damage the 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 amazing Yang's hand.
0: Yeah,
1: because <laughs> <laughs> he closed it up. Uh... Yeah,
0: and he had to wrap it up. Yeah, yeah.
1: There's also another bit you could see to go wrong where they leave the emeralds box on, on top, top, top directly of the, on yeah. the cage. So when he opens it up, you think it's going to fall and like blow the lasers, but it doesn't.
0: Yeah.
1: And you also see the the main. The, the kind of eyes in the sky they take over to CCTV so they're like playing the wrong footage and you're like mm-hmm. oh this is why they're doing they-
0: yeah this is why they built the the replica of the thing yeah. is that they yeah
1: so they get to the vault and there's a very good scene where they're blowing the vault doors and you think you're, they're about to kill the amazing this is, Yang.
0: <laughs> this is the kind of scene if it was in like an MCU film today mm-hmm. what I would hate mm-hmm but because it's uh, Matt Damon and George Clooney, and they're good actors, and it's like an actually good joke, yeah, um, and they're actually playing off each other really well. I loved.
1: Oh, the bit with the batteries. Yeah, I was like, oh, is it because the EMP? That's where my mind went. But obviously, sure. like because of the EMP, they can't have the electrical charge running beforehand, so that's why they have to put the batteries in. Mm. And I'm like, that's so smart. So that's yeah. why this happens. But it's basically this whole thing where they think they're about to kill the Amazing Yang because he gets... This- well, no, they don't
0: know. They they think the Amazing Yang is out of... Harm's out of, way. Out of harm's way. But because he's gotten his hand injured, the bandage the Gauls, has gotten yeah. caught and he's like trying to pull it away and he's like directly beside the bomb. and
1: Which is very good. Yeah,
0: the boys are outside. They fucking pull the trigger on the bomb and it doesn't go off. And then there's a little bit like, hey, what's, what's going on here? Why, why isn't this
1: a very it's a very like you're exactly right with the mcu kind of humor because yeah. it's this is it's actually very it's a good kind of release valve of tension. it really
0: is yeah you, and you
1: need it because you're so yeah, tense up to this the,
0: point yeah and also in an mcu film they wouldn't build that tension no. they would just have this like randomly because timmy
1: from like wyoming has like gone on instagram because he's like not been like given serotonin in the last 90 seconds yeah <laughs> so they're like no god that was very shady to me i'm sorry if you are timmy from like Arizona was
0: Timmy from Wyoming, if you're listening to this, we know. <laughs>
1: Stop playing Candy Crush in the movie theater. Play merge mansions. I'm so addicted to Merge Mansions.
0: <laughs> yeah. You're Timmy from Wyoming.
1: I don't play it in the movie theater.
0: No, you get up and dance. Yeah.
1: that's what you're meant to do that movie. Anyway. Uh,
0: update on update on concert movies. Uh good friend of ours went to see the Taylor Swift era's film. Twice. Uh, apparently the first one was the worst film experience she has ever had.
1: Yeah. But I'm also like she did say herself she's like I should not have gone opening night and I'm like yeah probably. Like,
0: Swifties are a menace and should be destroyed.
1: <laughs> I love that fucking Twitter that tweet I sent you of them doing the, the mid-summer,
0: midsummer dance. dance. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Chris is doing like a ring circle, and this is really cute. But I was like, it's just giving something Yeah, it is. So the, they get into the vault, and this is when Danny is like, well, Danny doesn't do it. I think Brad, Brad kind of. This is the, Brad's other role is he's basically the voice at the other end of the phone, who's cyber bullying yeah. Terry. Yeah, and he's kind of the voice of the, the robbery because obviously Terry doesn't know who he is. I think he's like, we have guys in your vault. We're going to leave half the money behind, booby trapped, and we're going to steal eighty million. You're going to basically open the doors of the vault with your men, take the ba- these bags out into a van we've marked, and let us drive away. And he's like, "Cool, call the SWAT team." And that and it happens. And you see the boys, and they're like, "Something I really like about this section of like mm-hmm. once they once they've kind of called Terry, it happens really quickly.
0: It really does. And you,
1: yeah. I find it very like you're unsettled because you're like." The, the big question you've had all the way through the movie is I bet they kind of set up the most because they do like even in that first scene with Ruben Ruben's big kind of points are How do how, they get out? How do you get out? Because no one's ever like the the person the first person that left the casino No it's not
0: Ruben it's Saul
1: No it's Ruben who goes like how do you get out? It's Saul No it's Ruben
0: It's Saul in their first m- meeting
1: No it's not It is It's Ruben I
0: can, uh, We can go watch it right now You're wrong Oh yeah?
1: If you're wrong you have to watch another season of Girls Done We'll back in one if moment. we're wrong, if I'm wrong, I after... have
0: to watch another season of Girls. If you're wrong, you've watched the first season of The Good Doctor.
1: Okay, shaking it. Done. Do you want to do this right now?
0: Uh, we'll do it after. Yeah, no, we'll do it now.
1: We have checked the tape.
0: Yeah, all right. I hope you're ready for some more girls book reports. I can guarantee Saul also does bring it up.
1: I'm not saying he doesn't yeah. bring it up, but I'm saying the, the the thing I was referring to about the three guys—that's Reuben. I I think don't yeah. think this might be a case of I think uh-huh. we're both talking about two different scenes. And I think so too. Yeah, we have To uh, the girls uh. Sure. Sean was Sean was like like I can't wait for you to watch the, the Good Doctor, and he was like
0: Shit. the the third guy who they show uh-huh. uh, looks exactly like Lin Manuel Miranda.
1: Is it? I wonder if it is Lin. I
0: don't think it is because I looked it up afterwards and I couldn't find it um, on anything else. I did find other people being like, "Hey, is that Lin Manuel <laughs> <Lin-Manuel> Miranda?" <laughs>
1: Um, what were we talking about with the... How do they get the money How out? How they get out? Yeah. yeah. Something I think is so... Because they're going so quickly here. Mm-hmm. And like, and with that scene that has a dubious origin that we will discuss. You're, I might look gonna, I won't make you watch another season of Girls. I'll watch
0: another season. It's on record.
1: I got very worried There, I was going to have to watch The Good dog. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, I'm not wrong. <laughs> but maybe I...
0: This all oh. does also bring it up.
1: We'll check the text. Them getting out of the vault happens so quickly. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm unsettled because then getting out of the vault should be difficult, and this is happening too easily. Mm-hmm. So then Terry calls a SWAT team, and the SWAT team just blows them all away. Yeah,
0: just destroys them.
1: But it was also funny when I I was watching this with my folks. and The minute the SWAT commander speaks, my mom goes, "That's Brad Pitt."
0: Yeah, I was too. Yeah, yeah. I
1: wasn't because I was like, oh, what's happening?
0: The, the the second the SWAT team showed up, I was like, those aren't cops. I don't know why, but I was like, they're not. And then the whole thing with them like shooting up the vault I was like, oh, maybe, maybe they are actually. <laughs> then I heard the voice was like, nah, never mind. mind. That's yeah, Brad. Pitt. That's Brad.
1: Maybe this is like I say, if you've watched Brad Pitt in like Inglorious Bastards or some movie, you just yeah. recognize that his like yelling voice more. But Fight like,
0: Club. Watch him in Fight Club. Oh, because because um, in Inglorious Bastards, he's doing an accent. Oh, he's, just, he's, he's quite good, but it's it's
1: his Texas accent, right? right? I've watched Brad Pitt's being sad about being a father movies. Have you ever seen Ad Astra?
0: Yeah. uh,
1: Did you not like it?
0: No, I I liked it. I'll tell you about my my Ad Astra viewing later. I also
1: had a fucked up Ad Astra viewing. I didn't have a
0: fucked up one. Uh,
1: I had an existential crisis one. (laughs) When we do our Brad Pitt miniseries we'll talk about our Ad Astra All I'll
0: say is I didn't attention to much of astro.
1: i was in the middle of a not shower not eating or sleeping properly for a week
0: damn um because i can was, relate to one of those things
1: because i was basically doing an assignment in it's when i was in uh the country that i lived in for nine months oh, wow. fuck off <laughs> and i usually had like it was my first time ever doing a computer science assignment sure. that i genuinely didn't have a clue what to do so i was like waking up at 7 a.m and coding till 10 o'clock and then just like literally lying down from the position I like was in sure. so I booked to go see Ad Astra at a certain time on a Sunday because I was like I need to give myself an, a definitive point where I can't do something I have to do another thing okay. so I get out of this like groundhog day of coding that I'm stuck in Damn. figured it out that day what I needed to do because I, I can't remember what I did but like seeing that movie when I was in a like spiral of like not showering properly like I used to wash my hair every day that's the that week got me out of washing my hair every day because it got so dirty I got used to my hair being not feeling clean Sure. like this that movie that week broke me and then I got to top it all off <laughs>
0: that, that
1: <laughs> <laughs> the perfect movie that I went home and I called my dad and I was like I love you and he was like you okay and I was like I just saw the new Brad Pitt movie it's real good Yeah. but anyway they blow up the vaults. They blow up the money because the, the booby trap basically goes off. You see the van, the white our our famous white van, which is mm-hmm. where they have um, they've been driving around this entire time. And you're like, shit's fucked, boys. How are they gonna get out of this? Uh-huh. And then you see the gears turning into Terry's mind, <laughs> and it's delicious. What is he? What is the coup? What's the capstone of this
0: heist sean i think the capstone of this heist is the fact that um terry has been watching all of this on like security footage Mm -hmm. and none of it has been real
1: it has been real it's just not happening now
0: yeah 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 um what they've done, what happens is they Terry realizes that the like tiles on the floor don't have what's the name of the casino again? The Bellagio. Yeah, it. They don't have Bellagio like written on them. Yeah, which was installed like a couple of days before the yeah. Tuesday before. Yeah, it's like shit. Somebody has made a recreation of this and filmed it there.
1: But he, and it's at the same time where his his goons have followed the white van and like blown up the white van.
0: And all oh, the money yeah.
1: on all the money they've been like because you basically see these like bags that are like X foot marked, like these yeah. kind of
0: and he sends guys to follow the van. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And you see the van kind of like they open up the they like, rip up the van and all the stuff, the van explodes or whatever. And it's just all the paper he's think is money <laughs> yeah, is or, um
0: are like flyers for hookers. Yeah,
1: flyers for hookers and strippers. Um <laughs> and what you basically realize is the SWAT team is our is our guys. Yeah. I love how you see that The SWAT that Sol, team are the eleven. I love how you see that Saul's alive. Yeah. <laughs> and he's one of the SWAT guys. Yes. He's so good. <laughs> it's, and they just when you see the SWAT team leave, and mm-hmm. how you know the SWAT team is the the guys, is there's this little like just before the heist starts, there's this shot of them loading stuff into the white van and you see it through glass and you see this like green like pine scented like car freshener yeah. and in the SWAT window you see the pine freshener and yeah, you're like yeah. genius like Hell it's yeah. just it's, it's such hilarious. a smart setup and payoff yeah. cuz you forget about it until... this film is
0: all about setup and payoff
1: and it does like <sighs> is it the the okay I think it's a super high impactful video but he's talking about comedy writing and it's like the best time to like hit people with not you know it's a folding ideas video where he's talking about I think it's actually about the Suicide Squad and how the <laughs> editing is in that movie. I'm making a point, I swear.
0: I've never watched that video because I already understand how shit the editing is in that film.
1: But he's basically he talks about this great thing which is about like set up and pay off in a movie, mm. and he goes set up and pay off is not. Oh
0: no, I have actually seen this video. Never mind. It's yeah. where yeah, I know, I know the part you're talking yeah.
1: about. Yeah, where it's basically like in a movie if you're trying to set up something, you like. You show it to an audience, you remind them of it, and then once they've forgotten about it, then you do the payoff. Mm-hmm. So for this, I feel like for, for in this movie, it's them buying two vans, that's where it's like set up.
0: Mm-hmm. Then showing
1: you the pine fresheners, you like kind of it's kind of putting it in your mind. But yeah. then them showing you the pine fresheners, you're like, oh.
0: Yeah.
1: And I'm like, oh. Yeah. I love good writing. That yeah, was like yeah. we took a, we took the long road to get yeah. to that point. <laughs> that's because dyslexia. Yeah. Um ugh. I'm trying to think how the, like the the end of the heist because the last kind of big point is Tess's realization, and then the like the kind of epilogue of the movie, and then the fantasy. want we'll talk about the fantasy. George
0: gets back to the room, yeah, the the little room that the other guy that the fucking dude that he's hired <laughs> has basically been like doing this, like punching his own fist over and over again it's and so pretending good. to beat a dude up. It's so funny. And then George comes back in. We don't know that he's actually made it back because we see Terry has realized that some shit's going down. He's like, Danny Ocean has to be behind this. And he like storms off to the room and opens it and he's back in there.
1: just This is the worst day of Terry's life. Yeah. It's (laughs) so funny. And then he's like, he's like, what did you you do? do? And he's like, I've just been being beaten up here for the last like three hours. Yeah. But also the house is not that long. It's like fully like 45 minutes. Uh
0: Yeah. Oh. It's long enough for the two guards outside the door who actually are uh Terry's guys to be like, Yeah no, like we didn't notice anything weird. Like yeah, we not- just heard we just heard the sounds of this guy getting beaten up.
1: Yeah. Um so he lets Danny go because he's like, mm-hmm. There's no I can't think of Anything you've done, I am going to send my goons to stalk you for the yeah. rest of your human life, and I've called the police because you are breaking your parole uh-huh. because you're not allowed to leave the station of New Jersey. And he's like, that out, that "Yeah, check said that. Yeah, that that makes sense." Um, but at the same time, someone calls Tess because basically, when George went to give yeah, her the I, little, the IT
0: guy, calls yeah, her. yeah, when he
1: gave her that little kiss, he slipped a phone into her pocket. Yeah, and they turn on the screen because she's basically in some like room of the hotel. And it's basically like No, the
0: phone was earlier. The phone was um at the when the EMP goes off, they she hands it over to Terry and that's yeah. when Brad basically makes the ultimatum of you're either going to let us out with everything or we're going to blow Let us out with half. we of... let us out with half of it or we're going to blow everything up. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But she does there's there how does she does she keep the phone or something? Cuz there's a way...
0: They no, they call her uh, hotel room. Oh, they
1: call her hotel room. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, because that's when, that's when Terry's like, Danny Ocean's behind everything. Yeah. When they call, when the phone happens. Yeah. And then the, she's in her tel- hotel room. She turns on the TV and it's basically Terry being like, I don't give a shit about Tess. I just want to destroy you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she leaves and Which, I think that's we were kind of saying. Well, no, it's, it's
0: not even that. It's Danny goes up to him at the end of it. And he's like, look, if I gave you a choice right now between getting the money back and staying with Tess, what would you choose? Yeah. And he's like, I would get the money back. And she sees all of it on video. Yeah. Uh Diane's like, look, there's a guy I know in prison. We'll have a chat with him. We'll have it with you within, like, fucking 72 days or some shit. And then he just gets sent to prison and never has to make good on the the offer.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um. This, it is kind of like of course he gets the girl because Tess sees yeah, this and does
0: this is the thing. Yeah, yeah. And
1: leaves leaves Terry, which fair enough leaves Terry. Getting back with Danny, you're like, yeah, she probably That's
0: that's the thing, is like the only reason that she gets back with Danny is because he's the hero of the movie.
1: But also they're good together. And yeah. they're such they're you love watching them kiss. Yeah. Like, I know that sounds really gross and really creepy. But you're happy with Julia Roberts and George Clooney kiss. Yes. In any movie. Yeah. I um, mean, oh, I thought it was, again, very, this movie is very funny. Mm. There's a bit where George is like, I'll be out in three to six months. <laughs> and then it's like. And
0: then it comes to a black screen three to six, six months. months later. <laughs> and he's
1: getting out of prison again. And Rusty's picking him up. And Julia's in the back of the car. Yeah. And Danny is like, you look like a shit. And he's like, fuck off. Yeah. Um, They've all
0: gotten away with it. There's a great
1: scene. It's They filmed it on their last day of filming before the three to six months later kind of cut to black.
0: The fountains. The fountain yeah.
1: where they're all standing inside the fountain of the Bellagio. It's just them on like the sidewalkers, people walking by and they all like leave one by one. Mm. Supposedly Matt Damon said in interview interview that was like the last bit of shooting they did. Okay. And they were like, it was really emotional. Like they all sort of crying and stuff and I'm like, I can, you can see why.
0: Yeah.
1: It's just a great, it's like a very cute little Forty-five seconds of like, and, and they all go into the wind. Yeah, because I don't think this movie was pitched as like the start of a trilogy. When yeah,
0: probably not. Yeah, I, yeah, this, it's it works on its own. You know,
1: I miss movies that are like, yeah, this could be a standalone,
0: uh-huh.
1: or in a trilogy, or in a franchise, but the movie's going to be good regardless. Yes, yeah. you know, I,
0: I miss when trilogies were born out of the first film just being really good and successful. Yeah, and not being like. We have a trilogy to make here.
1: Well, this is phase two of Matt Damon's career. Yeah. So but yeah, they cut to Danny gets out of prison. Tess is with him and she's, I love the line. She's like, we need to get Rusty, your girl.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I want yeah. to see the
1: movie of Rusty and Tess on a an ro- American road trip.
0: Hey, maybe that'll be Ocean's 12.
1: I don't think it's Ocean's 12. Yeah. I wish it was. Um, <laughs> I've never seen it. Ocean's 12 could be good. I don't know.
0: I hope it is.
1: I just don't think it's good as this one. Yeah. You know, and that's what I've heard. Like, you know, this is such a great movie.
0: I um, all I'm going to say is... What? Uh, very few films I could put below this film.
1: Put below this few film? Yeah. You mean put above this film?
0: Uh, yeah, no, there's a lot I could put below <laughs> this. Never mind. Very few I could put above this film. Yeah. <laughs>
1: We'll get to the rankings in a bit, but uh-huh. before then, is there anything else we've missed to talk about the movie um, before we get, into the, we get into phase three of art? <laughs> <laughs> can't
0: leave it the one, th- one thing I, I want to talk about before we finish this up is, I, I mentioned this a little bit at the beginning, but how this feels like, particularly the beginning of this, mm-hmm. feels very 60s in the scene transitions. Because really? there's a lot of parts where they'll like. Um, the part that really stood out to me was the balloon scene.
1: Mm-hmm. Where. Casey, let's go with the balloons. let's
0: go the balloons. They kind of float up above the, the camera, and there's a whole scene there. Mm-hmm. The way that that scene ends is there's like a zoom into the balloons until they're like out of focus. Yeah. And then just cut to the next scene. Yeah. Which is a very 60s thing. Yeah. Um, there is a lot of like. I don't know what the word is. A curtains transitions where it's like. Coming in from right to like from the sides to the center, yeah. Um,
1: Transitions or whatever, they're called. yeah.
0: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think I, I think that was a really interesting way to do like the remake of an old film.
1: I think it's a good way of doing a remake of a film, which is like the essence of the original movie is still there. Like I think the heist is like completely different sure. and then, like all the characters. I like, suppose you like, know what
0: I I'm I'm gonna go and watch the original Ocean's. Yeah. After this,
1: I think I say it's a, I say it's a very different beast.
0: I'm sure it is. Yeah. There's Frank Sinatra in it.
1: Yeah two old love old blue eyes yeah Yeah. we just looked at the timestamp even recording now I know Sean's gonna edit a lot out Uh, we did do like 10 minutes at the start that isn't gonna be in the final episode and you're gonna cut some of the media this is oh this is such a long episode
0: it's gonna be our first over three hour record uh,
1: no because the, the glory days episode was also like a three hour record
0: yeah but that doesn't
1: count yeah We've, that's
0: that's two separate bits.
1: We're at two hours and forty-five minutes, and we still have like so much to do. We
0: still have the actual podcast bits to do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> do you want to do the box office first? Oh, looks
0: insane.
1: <laughs> do I? Yeah. Okay. Why? Why do I look insane? So it's just
0: the way you laughed there. You're like, hey. okay. Um, box office. Box
1: office. We'll do our final thoughts on the movie after we do the rankings. Uh, this came
0: out two
1: thousand one uh first week of December 2001 one. First
0: week of December two thousand and one yeah,
1: opened number one to fifty million.
0: Okay. Made
1: a uh made hundred and fifty million in the box office. Sorry, four hundred and fifty million in the box office. Fuck yeah. Yeah, made was, um, Nice. Cost eighty five million. Gonna um, make
0: a couple guesses as to other things. Yeah. Harry Potter. Yeah, and that's number two. Nice Lord of the Rings.
1: It's not high up here if it's here. Sure. I don't see it.
0: Okay. Number. Uh, I'm only going to go to number three on this one. Give me a hint as to what number three might be.
1: Oh, uh, it's an action movie. Okay. Um, Who's a star? Oh, you're not going to get this movie. Owen Wilson's the main star.
0: Oh, no, never mind.
1: Go Behind Enemy Lines?
0: Yeah, no, not a chance. Yeah. Wow.
1: Um, <laughs> I think this is before his. Uh... Number two is a fun movie, it's a Pixar movie, I think.
0: Wait, where was Harry Potter?
1: Number, sorry, number two is Harry Potter. Number four is a fun movie.
0: We're stealing a, a bit bigger... of- movie, you think? I think. 3D animated? Yeah. Okay. Uh, star, number one.
1: <laughs> it's an animated movie. I'm mean, thinking like-
0: uh, 2001. Yeah, um...
1: get it. No, yeah. Ooh, it's Walt Disney. Is that Pixar? John Goodman's in it. It is by Pixar. It's Monster sync yeah, <laughs> I love Monster Things. Yeah, Monster, I love the right. opening of Monster Thing I love the, t- the title credits. For yeah, the jazz. yeah. Um, some other things, so the other things that are yeah, in the box office this anymore. week uh, Spy Games, Black Knight, Shallow Hell, Out Cold, Amelie Oh, Shallow Hell? Uh, yeah, what shall- I don't I've know. I've seen which- that one. Um, Domestic Disturbance, Life as a House, The Wash, The Heist, 13 Ghosts, Training Day, um, anything else? Serendipity, Zoolander's still in the box office, Rush Hour 2.
0: Rush Hour Two, let's yeah. go.
1: The Princess Diaries. Legally. Wait, Rush
0: Hour Two is still in.
1: Yeah, but it's like it's like number twenty-four in the box office. Sure. Um, it's been out because that's
0: been that's been out for
1: nineteen weeks. Yeah. Remember, this was back in the time, ta- like back. This is something I liked about the early, the early two thousands box office. Movies are just in the box office for a lot. Yeah, longer. like you
0: don't have to make all of your money back plus profit within like three weeks. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like this comes out. Just before That kind of like Halloween Like and Not Halloween Like Thanksgiving Christmas window Sure um, Was it nominated for I don't think it was nominated For any I need to
0: see where When the fuck Lord of the Rings Actually comes out Yeah
1: I think Why do I think it's 2002
0: It's It is 2001
1: Is it summer uh, It must be like June Or July
0: 10th of December
1: Oh it's the next weekend
0: yeah, yeah it's, it's just after this.
1: Yeah, so we'll, we might see it when we get to the 2000. I've
0: got a look for our next episode. Well, I've depends. got a look for The Majestic.
1: Well, depending when The Majestic comes out. I don't know when The Majestic comes out.
0: I'm assuming it's somewhere after this.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but then we, it could have been out of the box office by then.
0: Fellowship of the Ring, it's probably still in the box office.
1: Yeah. <sighs> it's time.
0: Matt Damon trivia. <laughs>
1: do you want to do the Matt Damon trivia before we do the rankings? Do
0: you want to do the Matt Damon trivia before the rankings?
1: I have the Matt Damon divi- trivia... Bl- 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 I have the Matt Damon trivia ready to go.
0: Let's go do that before the rankings end.
1: So the Matt Damon trivia... Oh, why is I scrolled? It's scrolled on my page. No. Uh, it's to do with gambling. Ooh. Basically, when they were filming this movie... They did a little, like, let's gamble together as, like, a group of guys. Didn't
0: that they was. do that for uh, Rounders as well? Yeah.
1: Oh, no. Matt Damon went to, like, the Texas, like, he went to play in the Poker World Cup. Oh, that Cup, was it. Or another yeah. World Cup, you know what I mean. Yeah. Poker World Championships. Sure. So the cast did gamble during their off hours. While there's disagreement between who won the most money, <laughs> George Clooney says Matt Damon...
0: Nice. Hell yeah.
1: Damon says it was Brad Pitt. I say it was Matt Damon.
0: It was probably Brad Pitt.
1: Do you think it was Brad Pitt? But Matt Damon learned to play poker. No, you're right. I, yeah,
0: no, never mind. Matt Damon played in the Poker World Championship. He probably won it. Which I think is
1: very funny. So, this yeah. is a little bit of a George uh, trivia because it's very good. Uh, Clooney managed to lose 25 games of Blackjack in a row. <laughs> also- I love that
0: it's managed as though he was trying to do it.
1: Um, another bonus trivia fact: um, Matt Damon was offered the role, the main role in *The Majestic*, but turned it down.
0: And Jim Carrey took it. Yeah, nice.
1: Which is weird.
0: Intriguing.
1: Intriguing. Very different we'll ta- actors. We'll talk about *The Majestic* and what that movie is about in one minute. But first, we need to get ready for Matt uh... Damon trivia. Oh, no, but, no, tri- but I'm not disagree the rankings. The rankings. I'm just getting my list together very quickly. We've now watched. Well, we've watched 20 movies, but we have to rank 21. Uh-huh. It's your first time listening to the podcast. Fucking fair play to you, though. Yeah, well very done. Well play. done
0: for getting this far.
1: Um, we got silly about two hours ago. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we didn't warn y'all. Um, yeah. Oh. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna give ourselves 90. We're gonna give ourselves 30 seconds to. Put down as much of this as we can. Uh, I'll set an alarm on my phone. You know what I mean. Um, uh-huh. We get to prep our rankings. We don't get to do any. We can't look at the list of our rankings beforehand. They're subject to change each week because it's based on how we're feeling today. Yeah, um,
0: <laughs> I, I think my my ranking this week, based on how I'm feeling today, will be very controversial.
1: Mine's going to be also very controversial. I think. Right, thirty seconds going.
0: Have right. you been doing
1: it already? Oh no, you've been doing the numbers. Uh,
0: I have done the numbers and I've done like the bottom two. Cool. Three. Alright,
1: 30 seconds on the clock. Go. Shit.
0: Oh no. <laughs> no, not already. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh still in the fucking mouth. Oh. <laughs> ah. Okay.
1: I've gotten so few written down, Sean. I've
0: got my bottom three and my top five.
1: <laughs> I've gotten my bottom five, some of my middle three, and then nothing else. <laughs>
0: uh, actually, I, I know one more.
1: Oh God! Okay, let's go. Let's get, all right. Let's, let's, go. Get, let's get started. Let's get it started
0: here. Number twenty-one, uh, good old boys.
1: Yeah, we still haven't been able to watch it. Have not um, been able
0: to find it anywhere. Number 20. Uh,
1: uh, (laughs) You know what this uh, is. All
0: the pretty horses. Uh,
1: Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back.
0: Number 19, Rising Sun.
1: All the pretty horses.
0: Number 18. Yeah. uh, Jay and Silent Bob.
1: Yeah. Number 18 for me is Bagger Vance.
0: Number 17. Yeah. Bagger Vance. Uh,
1: Field of Dreams.
0: Number I think this is where Field of Dreams goes. I think...
1: (laughs) I need another set.
0: Number 16, Field of Dreams.
1: Number 16 is Rising Sun. For me. My, I always have them flipped.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. Uh, and then... Now we're in the soup. Yes. And then... Uh, no. The, the, soup, soup. the soup begins immediately after this one. For That's
1: me. what I mean. We're in the soup.
0: No. We're not in the soup yet. Why? Uh, my I'm, number 15 is Geronimo.
1: My number 15 is Chasing Amy.
0: Uh, the soup begins here for me. Because I think Geronimo is a little bit below the, the soup. Yeah soup. Uh,
1: The soup is basically These are all our three star movies They can go in any order Exactly week.
0: yeah <laughs> uh, Number 14 for me Is going to be Finding Forrester
1: <laughs> Oh, I'm in the fucking building I basically I know what number 9, 10 and 11 are yeah. I'm trying to remember What numbers 12 to 14 are Because <laughs> that's the soup Rounders is my number 14 This week
0: Okay My number 13 Then I think is School Ties
1: Mine is Geronimo
0: uh, number 12 is Chasing Amy.
1: My number 12, I need to give myself 30 seconds to... chit. Not 30 seconds. I need to give myself my minute. Because I know... I know what's above it here. But I just uh-huh. don't know what other movie... Like, it's one of those movies which just so forgettable that we've watched. Sure. If that makes sense. Did I forget Titan A.E.? Oh, I think Yeah, it's, you, no, you I didn't, didn't put Titan A.E. Because Titan
0: put- A.E. was right down the bottom.
1: Yes. Sorry. Uh, Let me reread through my list Very quickly folks Because I'm a fucking And he was like Hey something's wrong here Mm -hmm. I was like I'm sensing uh, a disturbance In the force As Titan A Yes Let me just read through mine uh, Before we get to number 12 Number 12 is What number were you on?
0: Uh, I was on My number 12 was Chasing Amy
1: Right let me just read through So it's 21 Good old boys 20 Jay and Silent Bob 19 Titan A 18 All the Pretty Horses 17 Bagger Vance 16, Field of Dreams, 15, Rising Sun, 14, Chasing Amy, 13 is Rounders, uh, 12 is Geronimo. What's your number, 11? Uh,
0: 11 is Rainmaker.
1: 11 is School Times.
0: 10 is Titan A.E.
1: 10 is Finding Forester. Nineteen is
0: Mystic Pizza.
1: 9 is Mystic Pizza. Hey, nine
0: She's still
1: going <laughs> strong, Hell baby! Yeah.
0: Honestly, Julia Roberts probably has the best track record in our rankings.
1: Of the podcast? Yeah.
0: So then number eight, I think, is Courage Under Fire still.
1: Mm-hmm. Number eight for me is Dogma. Uh,
0: number seven. Ooh, is this how low this is? Number seven is Goodwill. That's, yeah,
1: I can respect it.
0: And then yeah. yeah 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 I see I see oh, I see going.
1: I see he's cooking. Um number seven for me is Glory Days. Uh
0: number six for me is Mr Ripley.
1: Okay number six for me is Courage Under Fire.
0: Number five for me is going to be Rounders.
1: Okay oh my number my number five for me is the Rainmaker.
0: Number four this is getting is number
1: four okay. dogma. Number four for me is. Good William Hunting
0: Number 3 is Ocean's Eleven
1: Number 3 is The Talented Mr.
0: Ripley Nice Number 2 is Glory Days Yes Yes Number 2
1: is Ocean's
0: yes. Oh, number 2 Ooh. Oh I thought it was Going to be number 1
1: I really Like
0: I was I was genuinely torn Between this and Glory Days I, I I had a really tough time. So it's
1: number one uh, Saving Private Ryan. Number one Saving Private so, Ryan. Number so yeah. one Saving Private Ryan. Number, yeah. two for, sorry, number two for me is this movie. Yeah. I really enjoyed this movie. I had a hoot and a holler watching it.
0: Yeah. This it's, this was fantastic. I loved this Fantastic.
1: Easy four and a half stars. Yeah. Um, the only reason, honestly, the only reason that uh, Saving Private Ryan had is still the movie that linked a number one movie. Nothing we've watched so far has changed Hollywood as much as Saving Private Ryan has changed Hollywood, I feel like. We'll like see, it, we'll see. Borns are coming up.
0: Borns are coming up. <sighs> Hannah, do you have the heart to not put Jason Bourne as number one? Sean, I hadn't actually thought about this. <laughs> do you have the heart to not put Jim Carrey in the Majestic as number one?
1: Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm actually, Sean. You've actually given me an existential nightmare. Yeah,
0: we've got time to figure that out. Not much. Because I love child. Jason
1: Bourne so much. Yeah. I haven't, like I've said of my own international holiday for Jason Bourne. <laughs> Bourne Day, 1st first, first February of... Shout uh, out first, to Bourne Day. First, the reason we this show exists.
0: Yeah, true. <laughs> We've just hit three hours. <laughs> Fuck me! <laughs> Fuck me! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> this is officially our longest recording yet.
1: My tummy's starting to hurt.
0: <laughs> We're almost done.
1: We're so close. Let me read about this movie. Uh,
0: so, Ocean's Eleven highly recommended. Highly, please uh, watch it. Please um, watch it.
1: If you still want to, if you want to listen to this podcast after hearing <laughs> us talk about it, we would like that, wait, too.
0: wait a minute. We've got one more bit. We got
1: we the got emails. I've got the emails. I've Let's
0: got... see if we've got an email. We don't have an email. If we have an email, I'm going to lose my goddamn mind. If
1: Matthew's emailed in, um <gasps> we don't have an email. Do we have an email? <laughs> Sean please tell me it's from ACAS, say eh? we've published the episode. Sean, what is it? Sean, what Sean, what's wrong? He had him. We don't have an email.
0: This is our last chance to save on Mac or iPad for college. <laughs> <laughs> Because Apple are still sending us spam emails. We have no emails. Fucking email us, please.
1: The Majestic. The Majestic, 2001, directed by himself, Darabont, who directed the Frank show. Frank Darabont?
0: Yeah. No fucking way, This is Frank Darabont? No. Yeah. Hannah, this movie's going to fucking slap. Why? Frank Darabont directed the first season of The Walking Dead. Frank Bar- oh. Frank Darabont directed The Mist. And? Frank Darabont is great.
1: And Charles Back Redemption and The Green Mile. Yeah.
0: He's he's good.
1: Maybe just move. Ah, we're gonna do another long recording tomorrow.
0: We have another recording to do tomorrow. (laughs) We're gonna do another recording tomorrow. Ah. (laughs) I'm still fucking. Bye, bye. (laughs) mate.
1: Sometimes your laugh comes into focus.
0: (laughs) Please say this in a way that people can understand and hear.
1: (laughs) byline sometimes your life comes into focus one frame at a time set in 1951 a blacklisted hollywood writer gets into a car accident loses his memory and settles down in a small town where he's mistaken for a long lost son
0: wait you're telling me jim carrey loses his memory,
1: memory.
0: i've heard that one before though what you see an eternal sunshine of the spotless mind no oh yeah yeah I so like the, that's what that movie's about
1: I will say I love the poster of this movie
0: oh yeah oh that's cool I that's, like it that's a real kind of like old school movie yeah, poster,
1: yeah. Uh, the cast of this movie is Did Jim Jerry, or... Bob Bob, 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 Bob. Mm. Bob What? I don't know it's a weird name he's a you recognise this man
0: yeah what's
1: what's he in he's in Grandpa, he's a Bob in,
0: Balaban
1: yeah he's in Close Encounters of a Surrey Kind. that's where I've seen him yeah, yeah. Close and he's also a Wes Anderson boy sure uh Jeffrey Dumont De Dumont De he's also in shop yeah he, that's a that's a fine. yes
0: the, the the thing with Frank Darbont is he just hires all of his friends. Imagine um, uh, a film director
1: we've watched doing that. Is it
0: Laurie Holden?
1: She is the next person I'm yeah. about to read <laughs> Yeah. Out. Martin Ledoux, uh, Brent Biscos. There's a lot of names I can't read. Yeah. Um, Matt's very low down in this. Uh,
0: I wonder how long he'll be in this movie for. Bruce
1: Campbell's in it? Bruce Campbell's in this? Mm-hmm.
0: Oh. I knew
1: that would excite you. Cindy Pollock in this is a voice.
0: No, okay.
1: Matt Damon. Yeah,
0: audience, a... audience, audience, I don't give a shit about anything Matt Hannah Matt Damon's not said. in this movie,
1: he's just a voice.
0: I don't give a shit about anything Hannah has said thus far. I think this film is going to fucking slap. I think this is going to be amazing.
1: I think- It's one of those- I genuinely don't know anything about this movie. Sure. It could be great, it could be terrible. But yeah, this movie looks pretty good.
0: This movie- What I'm if you don't- i very excited. For don't hype
1: yourself up too much. You might not like it. Too late. It's too late to... Pop. It is 10 o'clock. We have to record in like 18 hours.
0: This has been our longest recording yet. If
1: you like the podcast, please rate, review, subscribe.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, you can email us at signwavepod at gmail.com. At
1: signwavepod at gmail.com. Follow please, us on Please do sub-
0: so that we can read it out on air and yeah. talk about your opinion. Cause your opinion matters. It does
1: matter. Democracy is important. Yeah. I am tempted to, like, pop do a, like, oh, my friend and I have a podcast post on, like, a few Reddit forums, but I don't want to get Reddit users to listen to this podcast.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Imagine there being a Reddit user on this podcast. <laughs> you
1: edit that bit out so they don't get what you're referring to. Yeah. Next Tuesday is The Majestic. Sean's favourite movie. Um,
0: Maybe. It's got a good start, is all I'm um, saying.
1: The week after that is Jerry. If you have any deep, meaningful I've... thoughts about Jerry, a.k.a. my brother, um, <laughs> emailed us.
0: As E.B. and as out of it as we are currently, just imagine how bad we're going to be for Jerry.
1: I'm going to make you go for a hike before we do, Jerry. <laughs> the look of fear Sean had in his eyes when oh, I played uh, Do you want to do a hike the day of Halloween? Because we have to record recording Jerry on Wait, Halloween.
0: Let me think of my timeline. It's the
1: Monday. It's not bef- it's the, not the weekend. It's not the weekend of the Rumble. It's next week. <gasps> No, it's before. It's next week. We're recording it on Monday.
0: The Not this coming Monday.
1: Not two, three days from now. Yeah, yeah. We
0: got. Yeah, that's going to be the beginning of my midterm. You know what? Hike.
1: I have to decide if I want to do a hike. <laughs> we can just go for a walk. Hey,
0: Hannah, let's go for a hike.
1: We can go for a walk around. <laughs> we just doxed you. We'll um,
0: <laughs> no, bleep it out. Gang,
1: yeah, we gotta end. We we got we gotta
0: end the episode. <laughs> highly recommend going and watching this movie. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to us for twenty episodes. Um, yeah,
1: that's like I don't want to get emotional, but I really appreciate it. It's podcast for you, Sean.
0: Yeah, this is this is a nice milestone. I yeah. love it. I've, I've it's been a very nice experience. For uh,
1: this movie or spending this much time with me? Both. Oh, we're gonna get sappy, I'm like. Wait. <laughs> uh... <laughs>
0: Forget to move it slightly closer to, to me because just because I talk quieter. I, it's
1: because I have hearing issues and I did theatre mm, as a child, so. I yeah. Overly <laughs> enough. <to get> it. <laughs> um. Let's.
0: All right. Let's, let's get let's going. Get, let's get into the let's fucking get zone.
1: Started in let's here. Get ready, ready, let's
0: get ready, ready, let's get ready to rumble.
1: Um, I'm. That's for two weeks from now. L- l- one last look at my list before. I, oh, close sh- I
0: haven't even looked at it once. Fuck. Uh,
1: last, one last ten-second on look before we do. I kind of remember uh, it.
0: My my notes on this. Oh, I shall say this on mic because it's pretty funny.
1: Um, okay, I think I'm ready to go. Oh, my brain will warm up as I do when we do the media section. That's why I you... hope
0: mine will as well because my brain is currently because I actually cold.
1: I really liked this movie. So Yeah, I yeah, want, yeah, I do yeah, want to talk, talk about, about
0: it. it. I, I have a lot of things to say about this movie. I have a lot of good things to say because
1: it's been so uh, long. I remember like. I feel like this is one of those movies where it's just so efficiently told yes definitely you don't have let me yeah we'll we'll, we'll talk about it
0: yeah